Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, and it is Monday night, which means I am joined by a bevy of beauties, Mr. Nathan Prescott, Mr. James Powell, and Mr. Dan Unsupervised. We're here today to talk about the New Luminous War Scrolls, or more importantly, to guess at the New Luminous War Scrolls. We're not doing anything serious today, so if you tune in for that, then you might as well fucking leave. Uh, <laughs> <that's>, hello, <laughs> lads, uh, is what I say. So uh, I'll start with uh, Dan. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm I'm actually great, and I would just like to throw a little hate out to anyone uh, either on Twitter or in the chat from yesterday who was suggesting that I was going to be a bit dusty today. Uh, not only am I feeling fantastic, I've already been up. It's it's it is the morning over here. It, I have bought a case for my phone. Uh, I discovered that Drunk Dan left snacks in the fridge for me. Uh, it's it's been a great morning. It's been a great morning. I'm less enthused about our subject of the week this week. Uh, oh, wow. I'm still a little bit, a little bit sore about that one. Still just, uh, just removing the old cactus from my uh, anal cavity. But other than that, I'm feeling fantastic. Okay, good. Uh, James, catch me up. How are you feeling? Yeah, super good. Super, super well. Uh, I saw you yesterday. Probably saw some of the chat yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. And Nathan Prescott. Whoa, probably too expensive, actually. How are you? <laughs> Fuck off. I'm great. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> well, Always, good. yeah. What have you been up I'm... to today? Uh, I've been up to today. I fitted some plinths, fitted a sink, fitted some lights, uh, did some filling and just general stuff. And now I'm here doing this thing. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I, I, this morning I woke up feeling like I was quite chipper. Uh, but if anyone caught the end of the stat show and, and my small rant, I think I, I've slowly kind of t- moved into tired, drunk Rob, who's a little bit looser with his uh, words. So I'm going to try and uh, keep it fun and casual today. Um, uh, so, yes. Uh, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Got lots done today. Still had a positive, productive day, which has been useful. Uh, been printing out some tyranny terrain, if anyone's interested. Uh, very excited about that. I'm still... Um, so after today's show, tomorrow I'm going to be airbrushing this terrain. Uh, I've decided to get the airbrush out, so uh, I'm excited about that. Um, it's pretty pretty bold. And, uh, the... <laughs> what are you laughing at? It's huge. <laughs> it's gigantic. Terrain. It looks it's like a bad dragon. It's a, it's, it's it is a, a bad dragon, Dan. It's, 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 he's just carved a hole out of the middle of it. That wrong game. Why is not it a deal, so though. veiny? It's not. It's a tree. <laughs> it's a tree. What's wrong with you? Uh, what's wrong with you? I'm just uh, <laughs> good. All right. Uh, let's move on to the news then. Let's go to news. Oh no! Wait. Actually, have any of you done any hobby since I asked you yesterday? Any hobby? No. Probably not, Did but I there's a, a there's a little there's a black space for me that I'm not sure of what happened. Uh, Find so, some drunk down hobby, so, yeah. There, 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 it's a possibility, hobby. but it's in, unlikely. I'm pretty sure I was watching Pacific Rim. 
Uh, so <laughs> maybe I tried to build a robot. Who knows? I like the idea that during Drunk Dan, he's got like a Stormcast army that's just Liberators, just like <laughs> in a cupboard, but he doesn't know where it is when he's sober, and he just gets it out when he's drunk. <laughs> and it's just, and that's that's why I rage on it so hard because I'm trying to find it and put it down like a bad insurrection, but I just can't work it out. This that terrain is uh, this good size. I'll have you know this terrain. I'm actually this is so I'm doing two sizes of terrain. Yeah. Why are we talking uh, about back to that? Because the, the chat's taking the piss out of him now. Yeah, oh, everyone's so taking the piss insulted. out of me, and I'm f- offended. This is a nice piece of terrain, and as you can see, it's just got like a nice dusty uh, edge, and this is perfect. This is exactly what you want. You bang that in the middle. You're like that's line of sight blocking and impassable. What is you it- do you now, son? And they were like, is the, is the realm gate an old realm gate or is that 3D printed? 3D printed, the whole thing. It's really nice. It comes, it's it's a three piece print, so half, half, and top. It's really the realm nice. gate bits. Half, wicked, half, to be fair. Half and top. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. Uh, right. Uh, thanks to Mandair for subscribing for 38 months. What a lovely fella. Uh, so I can announce one thing, actually. Uh, which is non-news related before we get to the news. In the Honest Wargamer AOS TTS inter-host inter tournament has been arranged so by Mamdare today. Uh, it has been arranged. We, uh, we're we not 100% certain about the rules. I think we're doing it in group stages and it might be team-based. Uh, so you randomly get paired up with a partner and it's a doubles tournament, I think. Uh, but we're still not sure. Or it's a two-team tournament. Two-player, two-team it's a team of two tournament. Is We don't know yet. It's something like that. Mamdare's in the chat and is informing us teams of two, doubles. So I'm assuming that means teams of four. Oh, and if Jesus it's a, is if it's a doubles, If it's teams of two and doubles, then I that's two times two is four. So no, I think teams, it's teams of four. Teams of two doubles. Yeah. 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 Four, yeah. Wait, four, four doubles? Four doubles, yeah. So eight people in a team. Okay. Right, okay. I don't think it's happening now. You've upset Mamdare that much. <laughs> uh, who's in the tournament? Everyone who you regularly see on the Honest Wargamer, uh, we're trying. Um, there's been a lot of smack talk. Owen thinks he's taking it out. Uh, Darren might be taking the Nomad Feastmasters. Uh, Nathan reckons uh, he's got a computer, so that's a good start. Um... <laughs> uh, James was actually emailing me earlier telling me he knows all about the script hacks. Uh, that you're able to use on TTS. And I was like, no, James, I will be checking your save logs. Yeah, I've got a trainer. Right. You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> One hit kills on everything. <laughs> I can edit the health on your units. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll more on that in the future when details have been worked out. Um, uh, the 40K crew... Now, quick one yesterday. You guys might not have caught this. The 40K crew were giving you three a lot of shit. Yesterday, I don't know if you listened to the show with Nick and Tom, but they were giving you some proper. I had it on, but I saw I saw forty k and I muted them. (laughs) (laughs) But carry on. No, I just I just thought you might want to thought might you want to you might want to know that that happened and um, uh, fire Uh, back. But I I would say that all all I would have to say that is the greatest insult you can ever do an enemy is to be ignored. Um, So moving on. (laughs) <laughs> okay all right fine i just thought i'd bring it up right okay we're on to the news 
It's going to be a quick fire show today, I think. Or it depends how long we do predictions. So news, uh, obviously, we already talked about all the releases from the weekend. We covered that yesterday. Um, if you would like to hear everyone's thoughts, you have to listen to the 10 hours of content yesterday as opposed to this more uh, condensed two and a half to three hour show. Uh, you know, a smaller, <laughs> a smaller show. Uh, <laughs> a great, great, uh, great gamer can't. Um, uh, will we see the honest war gamer doing body painting? No, I won't do any body yeah, painting. Yeah, there's going to be a calendar of that. <laughs> uh, mainly because I'm chunky at the moment. Uh, yesterday's show, uh, yesterday's shows actually are being uploaded as single hour shows. John's on that today. Uh, so if you'd like to watch them in hour blocks yesterday uh, on YouTube, you can. And also there'll be hour-long podcasts. Anyway, uh, all right. So never mind. Not, you don't care about that news. Uh, so the news on the releases we talked about yesterday. So we don't need to talk about that. What the main topic of today's show, we're going to jump straight in. Yeah. And of everything else is the Lumineth release this weekend. We have Broken Realms and we have the Lumineth book on the same day, as well as every single one of the Lumineth models, go on pre-order. Fa- uh, faster release is... schedule than last Lumineth pre-order six months ago. <laughs> go on. Right, first off, I, I don't know if anyone's had a, a, a go at this or anyone's had any thoughts, but how do you guys feel about there being two books of the same day and also um, uh, the, all of the releases? Because you two collect the army. James, do you want to go first? Uh, I think, well, I think like, so originally when I brought it, it was supposed to be like a slow grow. So I was buying it. When did I, when did it even come out? So I was buying it early 2020 or whenever it was mid 2020. And the idea was that I would paint it for the rest of 2020 and then play it somewhere in 2021. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It took so long for them to fanny about with it and then drop the second half. And we were in lockdown that I basically shelved it anyway. Um, so it's been on shelved for a year, probably, if not just a bit less. Um, it's a it's a lot of stuff, but then I'm realistically like, I think there's some really pretty models in there and I know we'll come to that. So I think I've just now looking at it in the other way. Uh, I've got two armies that are in a playable state that I've painted in lockdown or most of in lockdown. Uh, so my my aim is at the minute I'm going to bo- maybe pick up the book. Which uh, one though? That's uh, the that's the Sophie's choice oh, of Warhammer at the moment. One hundred percent. I'm just buying the new Battle Tome because I'm not carrying two books because I'm not about that life. <laughs> You're going to carry one book. Well, I'm, I'm just buying that. the new digital book, and if it happens to not be that expensive, I'll be really pleased. Uh... <laughs> My general's handbook was £11, I think. Nathan, uh, I want to ask you before I get to Dan, how do you feel about uh, a double elf book release at the weekend? Fabulous. I feel great. Thank you. About the double elf book release. So it's like the team tournament then. Doubles. Two doubles. Yeah. Mm, Gotcha. Four books. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, hey to Nick Thompson in the chat. Lovely to see him. And everyone for joining us live. Thanks to Datalist for resubscribing. Dwarf Penguin for being here. Wolf Priest Kajal. Guy Zaidi. Gitli. Ivory OP. Thanks all for being here. Um, there is a, a new emote in the chat. There's a couple of ones. Uh, we have a new tangent emote if you guys ever want to use it. If I or Dan <laughs> happen to go on a long one. Um, Fair. Or, <laughs> Fair. Uh, either of them. Or. 
Uh, and there's also a new Archie emote. Archie is a Northern Irish uh, Age of Sigmar player. Um, uh, his The head in the hand emote is pretty much how we all feel when we roll a one or even just play like Archie is uh, pretty much the other the other way. So it's in there now. If you ever, <laughs> it's such a funny emote. It's so funny. Oh no. <laughs> uh, Dan, how do you feel about uh, the book release? One of the things that's important for everyone to know, if anyone hasn't cottoned on yet, is that the Lumineth Realm Lords update is inside the Broken Realms. And then there's also the Battle Tome. We think, and Games Workshop have said, that they all correlate, if that makes sense. So that the stuff in the... If I buy the Broken Realms book, then I have the old Lumineth book and the Broken Realms book. That is all of it together, and I don't need to buy the new Battle Tome. I personally... Oh, go on, Nath, after you. Won't the Broken Realms book have everything in it, then? Or has it only got half of the stuff in it's, it's only got, got half the of the stuff half. in. The new the half. The new half. And the, but then the new Elfie book has got yeah. all of the stuff in. It's got the two so halves. Have, yeah. So that's the one book that's got everything in. Otherwise, you have to buy the two books. But yeah. you get extra story as well. But, but you can't buy the first book because it was only a limited edition, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. There was a battle no, no. time you could buy. It was a full battle time relief. Reveal. Oh, okay. Release, relief, reveal. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Maybe I'm a little hungover. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but the, the other thing is, is that the Broken Realms book, to put you in a weird catch twenty-two, has also got new rules for Cities of Sigma, uh, Flesh Eater Courts, and Osiarch Bone Reapers, and Nurgle Maggotkin, all at the same time. In addition to the Lumineth Realm Lord stuff, so the Broken Realms book, very much like the last one, seems like a bit of a deal. Dan, uh, just before we get onto your thoughts on it, one of the interesting things that got raised, uh, I think it was my, uh, I was in the South London Legion chat, Simon brought it up, I think, or maybe Leo. Um, uh, he made a really solid point, I thought, that it's the timing's interesting because I don't know if we'd have actually got the Lumineth book post, because if you take the Daughters of Cain situation, which we went through, mm. which is you got the Broken Realm Daughters of Cain book, and then not long after you got the actual whole book, but mm. then it had the new uh, endless spells, or mm. like the, the judgments and everything. Mm. So it kind of feels like they're really like tipping their hand a little bit. Because I feel like had we not had they not got the production issues that they have at the moment, we'd have ended up with the Teclas book previously, with then the actual Teclas, the Lumineth book coming out after, yeah. if that makes mm. sense. So it would have been now they're like you can buy either, but I'm pretty certain it would have been a buy one. Oh, by the way, here's another. I feel mm. that would have been the process. Well, you got any thoughts? Marathi's I... war scroll changes, doesn't it, between mm. Broken Realms and Daughters again? So also do some of the uh, some of the uh, uh, allegiance. Sorry, some of the sub faction rules for the um, uh, different. I think that there will. I mm. personally uh, will have a pun. I'm eighty twenty on the fact that there's going to be discrepancies between the two, but they come out on the same day. Normally, it's whichever one is released most recently. So they're going to come out on the same day. I'm pretty certain that there'll be differences between the two. They won't Maybe be the one pre-orders at 10 and one pre-orders at 11. <laughs> mm, it's a possibility. Yeah. It's a good way around it. Um, I, I personally, I, I don't for a second think that though that you could get away with the old book and just the techless book. I will be very happy to be proven wrong. Very, like I'll be so happy uh, because otherwise this is just an expensive piece of shit that I bought six months ago. 
The art's uh, nice. Oh, thank God that the art's nice. But I'm sure that all of the art that's in this book is going to be in the new book. And the other thing is, like, I personally, I get a battle tome because I love reading the background and the story. Have they just reprinted the background and the story from this book? Or have they done new background and story that I'm still going to want to fucking read? Anyway, whatever. No, I, I just, I've made my thoughts on this very clear. If it was just the techless book with a couple of new units, awesome. They are releasing more units in this wave than the initial release window. It's really exciting. That's not okay. I'm really okay. Let me tell you, <laughs> men who read book are going to be busy as fuck on oh. Friday night. Expect, I mean, Saturday. So Saturday will have all of the new rules, which is exciting. All of the different content creators that get advanced copies of it um, will be like uh, pushing out their, um, their videos on YouTube, which will have inside on the front, it will say paid promotion. Definitely they're clicking that button on the YouTube upload because otherwise they're breaking laws and they're being disingenuous to everyone watching. So they're definitely shout out to Vanguard Tactics who did that with their Drukari release recently. Uh, very proud of them uh, for getting stuff early, but also letting their audience know that they, of course, do that. Oh, thank you very much to uh, Leadfoot for donating four gift subscriptions, five gift subscriptions to the chat. Woohoo! That's awesome of you. Let's go. And I... Um, can I just quickly, because I think that sometimes people hear me yell that and they think that I don't like, because I've seen the response that I've heard to that is a lot of people being like, yeah, well, it's an expensive hobby and blah, blah, blah. I don't care about the money that I'm spending, right? That's not what's upsetting me. What's upsetting me is you released, you you literally did what so many video game companies get dragged across the, the tarmac for. You released something incomplete knowing that people would buy up and spend money, knowing that you're only going to release more either like DLC or more shit down the road that people, if they want the complete experience, have to pay for, have to buy instead of just holding off and doing it all at once. I don't care that it's costing me more money. I absolutely don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is that all of these units are so close together that they knew this was coming. Like no, I... like delays in production and whatever the hell you want to say, this was absolutely planned and for me i'm like if they'd have told me that this was wave one or that this was the techless book and there's a Tyrion book coming different story but that's not the story that we were told and that's why i have a problem with this not the money the business practice i'm actually quite excited because imagine you spend all the time can i just thank rev for resubscribing also trog is the bestest for resubscribing i want him to know that i'm gunning for him uh, any particular outdoor gaming events that I may well one day play in, uh, he is fucked. I want him to know that. I am going to roll over him like a fucking, I don't know, something. Uh, uh, Ledfoot uh, says, uh, this is not uncommon practice for Games Workshop. This is the fourth time in recent memory they've done this. And honestly, uh, I like it more than the old style release where you'd get everything and then you wait three years and are shafted um, with the stuff just lying around. Interesting point. Uh, and thank you for donating 100 beats to the chat, Leadfoot. Uh, Leadfoot thinking it's a better tactic than it was before. Um, whether or not it's a uh, negative business practice or not, the thing that's most exciting for me is all the Lumineth players having to cross-reference, Dan. This is going to be the fun bit. They half learned a book, and now they're like, okay, do all of these rules still work? Like, they're going to read Shining Company. Are they going to gloss over it, or are they going to meticulously read it and see if it's changed? That's the big question. Uh, more on that news at 11. Uh, we're not here at 11. Don't tune in. We won't be live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm halfway through my birthday show and you go live. Hey, Colaroo. 
Um, Dunarday says, if Dan had carried on playing Dwardin with Thunderers and Longbeards, he wouldn't need to worry about book updates. I, Nathan, a- thoughts? <laughs> so true. <laughs> 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 yeah, I I, uh. I, deserve, I deserve this. I absolutely deserve this. Don't get me wrong for a second. Me being punished for betraying what I know to be true and good in the world is is absolutely fair. And I I will continue being flagellated by all of you wonderful people in the chat. My my problem is obviously with the business practice, not with the expense or with what I deserve. Because I'm a naughty, <laughs> naughty boy. <laughs> oh my god, there's gonna be so much Elven fucking spreadsheet starting on Saturday night. They'll like, they'll have their three books, or they won't even have their three books. They'll have the one book and then the uh, review copy uh, books that we've all seen and loved. So um, if if there is discrepancies between the two books that are released on Saturday, which one yes, are it... we gonna believe? Which one do you play? Hold on, let me just let me just go ask the person whose job it is to sort this out. Wait, hold on, let me just go get him. Yeah, okay, all right, yeah. What is he says? Uh, he doesn't fucking care, uh, right. which I thought was <laughs> like I was like, oh, uh, what a shock. Um, uh, I mean, it's going to be relevant to Tio's, I imagine. Um, I would probably retcon it as the battle tome because I think that their system is going to be battle tome after. I think it's Broken Realms Battle Tome. Broken Realms Battle Tome. Because they're maximizing how much money they make you pay, right? So they, they would have released the Battle Tome. Like we thought, like we thought it was a cane. It was Marathi, Daughters of Cain. Marathi's Daughters of Cain, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that. But probably we'll just have to wait for the FAQ. So. Oh, so forever. <laughs> oh, no. Surely there'll be data soon. Um no. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Uh, but yeah, I look genuinely like the hobby side of me is super excited for more units, but for me, more conversion opportunities, more story, like it, cause it did feel like an incomplete book. I am super excited for all of that. And I, I, as much as I complain and whinge and whatnot, um, I'm probably going to be consuming all of that as soon as I can. Hey man, I'm, do you know what I'm hyped for is the story. Like, mm. I, I will honestly be buying this battle tome. And let me tell you why, because rules aside, I would like, now I know that it's the whole battle tome, or at least the ne- the whole battle tome for the next six months. I'd quite like to read it. I think they sound quite interesting. I'm halfway through listening to one of the audiobooks uh, mm. for uh, Lumineth, so I'd quite like to pick it up and ingest it. That I think that would be a really fun time. I think the units are super dynamic. I think the mm. models are really nice. I think, on- honestly, like, and now it's this whole complete army with like bolt throwers and everything i'm like yeah man this looks this like muchos gracios and like i'm in for rumineth archers like if they're like nathan uh, nathan particularly proud of my spanish there so thanks for that uh <laughs> fuck you uh right okay so the, you um... know what i'm most excited about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah is that through this new release you know how everyone um said you know like techless is obviously there and he's busting out a big y you now have the models to line up a full ymca with uh lumineth realm lord models <laughs> and i i and that was that was i that was a drunk dan discovery you're all very welcome uh i because i was like wait wait and like i scrolled through that article and i was like there's an m there's an A! Where's the C? And I was like, there's a C! So you can now literally do the YMCA with your Lumineth Realm Lords. You're all welcome. You're all welcome. I'm genuinely, <laughs> genuinely excited for the story. I think he's... And the models are sick. Just 
Fucking, I'm saying it. They're sick. I like if I had any money during the Lumineth first wave, I'd have maybe been like, yeah, I could be into those. Wardens look great. Sentinels are okay. Dawn Riders are beautiful. And now there's some like kick-ass new models, man. Like, so I'm kind of into them in a big way. But let's get on with the show. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to look at all 12 War Scrolls. Now, we don't know any information apart from there has been some information on them today. We're going to read about them, and then we're going to guess at their rules. That's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to have to guess. And before we get into the rules, uh, although there was one previewed on the uh, Warhammer community site today, it does read, this is important, it does read like, I think, the bin guy wrote it. He, there's a lot of four-ups uh, going on. Um, and so if you don't know what I'm talking about, there are two writers for Age of Sigmar. One writes the Sin books, one writes the Bim books. There's a huge row in the community, riven down the middle by what we even mean by this. Some people think that the bad books are actually the good books. Some people think the good books are the bad books. Some people think the good books are the good books. It, it, it depends where you sit, uh, arguably. Do you know which of the two writers you guys prefer and who you would like to do this book? That's my first question. Uh, Dan, look. As long as long as my army is just as deadly as ever, then I don't mind who writes it. Okay, so you like the bin guy, uh, James? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I. So I know how we generally grade them. I think the bin books are more fun to play generally. Mm. So okay. he's who I'd take for my. And books. more options, I would say. The bin books are off. Usually, you can play with more of it, whereas the sin books, it's like Petrifex Elite. I, no, I think you can pay for, uh, play for, play with loads of the. Oh, just, we, we'll talk about this forever, and let's not. Can, we will get exactly zero fucking way. So who cares, Nathan? Which one uh, are you hoping for? Uh, just whichever one writes the Gits book. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, can take turns, and then I'll swap swap my allegiance. No problem. If it's <laughs> okay. the guy that writes the Gits book, so like. You're going to be losing to L's left, right, and center, right? Because Gits is the strongest book still at the minute. Yeah. Uh, okay. But L's oh. smell funny, so it's fine. Uh, okay. So the Mortrise book, in my opinion, was written by the Bin guy, but that's uh, that's just me. That's just me uh, and my stupid ideas. So let's ignore me uh, as much as possible. Right. We're going to go look now. Uh, if you guys want to bring up the uh, the Warhammer community article, I'll put it in the chat. Uh, oh wait, hold on. I've got the right one. Have I got the wrong one? Yeah, you got the wrong one. Oh, no, this... I can't have. You have? That's Dark Eldar Dice. That's a put it in the chat. Put it in the chat, James. Nathan? Yeah, right. Do you, what do you think about that uh, new 40k box set? Yeah, that's a great question, Nathan. How do you feel about... Uh, quick question, because uh, people do want to know. Uh, how do you feel about the new star, uh, 40k... Oh, yeah. How do you feel about the, uh, the Party in Pain release? Do you feel it went well? Yeah, it was fantastic. The what? The Pie and Pain release. So the Jukari um, versus the Sisters of Battle, do you feel like it was like they nailed it on the release? Uh, no, <laughs> they didn't. Also, I'll carry on, Nathan. You finish. Uh, no, I think I've summed it up pretty much. Yeah, you have. Okay. Thoroughly you have. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and how do you feel about the new Treebeard model? Have <laughs> oh, no. you seen it? Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like oh, the cool. them. Big do you, sticks and mice. Do you think it'd be better if they'd also released a ball tree? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Just asking. You're, 
Uh, I mean, yeah, some trees are quite nice when they're coppiced, but no, I think yeah. we'll. Uh, I like the way they've done that one. Oh, okay. Trees uh, are fuel, not friends. Uh, I think should be the 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 good motto there. They're for burning and turning into armor, not for hanging out with. I disagree. Uh, thank you to Tori Rob for uh, for resubscribing. Also, can I thank uh, Connery wants to know what to have for dinner, and I would in a hundred percent say um, uh, he should have chips, 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 chips. Uh, the there's actually so, there's actually a piece of news we could really discuss. Nathan obviously hit the nail on the head there that it was a bit of a shit show of a release, the Party in Pain box, because it sold out immediately. One of the things that we're all very aware of, um, as we all know, is that their Games Workshop are having a very massive production issue at the moment i did think about this a bit yesterday actually as people were struggling and generally like upset that they couldn't purchase like uh, some of these sister battles because there's some models in there i'm pretty certain everyone on earth is going to pick up the uh, warhammer quest box yeah. i think that that is going to be it's very yeah. popular whether or not you're into 40k or age sigma i think it's or or you know you play something uh, like awful like underworlds let's say or um, you listen to that fella, uh, John, like, yeah, so I personally think uh, it's going to be uh, very tough to get a hold of. I don't know if you guys have had any thoughts on it, but I think it's going to be a uh, in the morning click refresh sort of jobby. Yeah, James, you're, quite, you're, you're normally you're in on that sort of stuff normally anyway how do you feel about super it? keen yeah uh i think i think so for me i think the thing is isn't it like when we saw ninth edition was it 40k was that what we were on ninth edition yeah, yes yeah. yeah yeah when we saw that i think like obviously that sold out super fast super quick um but they did then make them to order and i think that's the right way to go about it i think the the, the problem with like the piety and pain set is it's two very specific armies isn't it whereas mm. any any space marine is any space marine from any chapter um i also i think the only benefit for warhammer quest and i'm gonna say this as someone who respects the community is i think it's one of those box sets that people will buy to play because i don't think there's generally ever money in those box sets for you to build an army whereas i think quite a lot of people will have brought that piety and pain set split out the models and stuck them on ebay so i think in one of my uh, in my club's chat i think someone had ordered from a shop had an email later that day to say his order had been cancelled and someone's kind of reply to it was like oh i couldn't get a set so i thought i'd just buy the half i wanted off ebay and they're currently up at 200 quid yeah yeah like i don't know if you guys want to use the emote in the chats in fact i think it's only tier two fellas who can so apologies about that um but uh the stonks like if anyone's got mm. a couple of grand lying around and they want to be that guy obviously i'm not advocating for it but i think this is a, a sell out and sell uh situation mm. to be honest and i think uh i think we can already uh, predict a, a pretty salty launch. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no one wants to get those insanely beautiful models. I, think I, I thought that it was a really incredibly like poignant box because you've got 
uh, a group uh, an army that's all about doing naughty naughty things to themselves and other people facing off against an army that is spiritually not allowed to do naughty naughty things to themselves or other people i i just think it was a, a great little combo uh, i i for me that's the appeal to the box just the duality of man i want to do things but i'm not allowed to do things um i i i trust the word and i don't trust the word i, I, just, I thought it was great i i mean i i, I know rob called me out for my 40k plan yesterday um but i have to say like every time i've seen it i've i've just like it's almost no models what that 40k one Oh yeah, but I mean that's not the point, right? Like they're exclusive models. I think the uh, point, yeah. like it's I think the point harsh. about uh, to bring it back to Curse City uh, and Blackstone Fortress. Blackstone Fortress sold out, man, and it is expensive for Blackstone uh, Fortress. Well, it's a weird one though, right? Because I managed to pick my Blackstone Fortress up for less than RRP, built, unpainted, not used. It is several years on, um, but I don't think I don't think the th- the box sets hold their value now as much as they did whereas if you like go back to the like i own an original warhammer quest and those sell for like 400 quid my blackstone fortress cost me i think 75 80 quid with full foam inserts in lockdown okay all right um but i'll be very sad if i can't get that on i just thought i'd bring it up that was all uh, and we don't need to get into that too that, that that too much. So more 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 for people who really want to buy it. Uh, I would be there at nine or ten a.m. on a Saturday. I think it's ten a.m. on a Saturday is when pre-orders go live. Yeah. So I'd just be there at that time. Otherwise, I think there's going to be some issues. Is what I so personally were, would say. Was there a particularly low quantity of the party and pain things made? Uh, potentially, you know, like they never obviously released that information. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so, like, we're, we're not sure. But obviously, like, they sold out of Indomitus, so the the launch of ninth edition box. And of course, that's their biggest game system. It's the new starter box. But also, the exclusivity of the models was also an issue because uh, mm. we know that you you can't get those models until months later. Normally, it, like on sprues, like uh, sorry, as individual kits, sometimes years later. So, I think generally. I think that they they operate that they operate that on purpose so they can create a certain amount of units and they they've definitely sold it and then they're laughing mm-hmm. like and they're super happy. Um, but it's just something I more wanted to make everyone conscious and aware of it. I wanted people to be like, oh, I might pick that up, and I'm like, probably get there the moment that day on pre-order. And also your local game store, obviously buy it from them if you can. They normally aren't getting a lot of stock at the moment. Again, mm-hmm. stock is a major issue around the world. So normally your local game store might have a problem. So you're going to want to have some conversations with them, not just expect that they're going to get it because they might get no copies. Um, and so you might have to. And then if you're going to use the web store, you have to make a My Warhammer account beforehand. So there's just a lot of prep, not a lot of prep, like making a fucking account, but like that's still enough, right? Um, like, I mean, that's a whole day's work for me. <sighs> God, I make the joke. <laughs> 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 uh, right okay let's talk lumineth let's talk lumineth so we're gonna go we're gonna do some fun today and we're gonna talk about each of the units and we're gonna guess at their rules uh there are some rules uh, already that's come out um uh, they they featured today and we're just gonna talk about them which is fun uh i we'll think just... um did you see that they're releasing the lumineth with a neck massager did you see that it's crazy <laughs> it's because they have to keep going 
between books so that way they can just like work out their neck when the kinks get there just like a tennis match dual phones maybe that's what i do yeah. dual phones i'm just like this yeah, yeah. in the matrix it's, it's ba- and all you need to do is just play some club music in the background so you're just going it doesn't look like you're confused about which rule set you're supposed to follow it just looks like you're kind of jiving between the two uh, yeah. Uh, so Stuart Redacted actually just makes a point. So Element uh, Games, one of the largest retailers in the UK, uh, have said that the that they're only getting twenty um, of uh, Curse City, and so they'll be selling them in store only. So the largest, probably the largest online retailer in the country, is mm. only getting twenty copies. Pretty certain. Like yeah, it's going to be. Was quite that Curse City or the the Curse City? The painting. Oh, so they're already getting the orders sorted for that. So it's mm. really, really just around the corner. Okay. Well, a lot of those, so a lot of those orders come into like, like all I can speak from is an Australian point of view. They all come into the warehouses a month, or they were in a month or two in advance. So, as in, like for for them, so they'd know their stock level well in advance. Um, and so, I, I mean, I, I got to give them credit, like for saying that that's a good way to do it. If you're like, we've only got this much. The only other way that you could do it that I, I've seen some um, local game stores do, which I give mad props to, is they, they'll go like, this is the window. Everyone put your name in. Uh, and they basically like do a draw for like who gets the boxes, if that makes sense. So that everyone has an equal opportunity to get one as long as they kind of put like request it within that week. And they're like, we only got 10. We've got. 30 people who want it, so we're going to do it as fairly as we possibly can. And it's I give them credit, because that's hard. It, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of... Uh, now, I'm not quite old enough, so over to the old fella. Nathan, uh, do you remember the day when you were... That, like, there was the present at Christmas, and it was like the must-have <laughs> present, but like you couldn't get it, whether it be a beanie baby or, you know, when you were a, a, a young dad, I don't know, I imagine it was like them wooden wheels that like Victorian mm. kids would whip around or whatever it was. <laughs> or, uh... <laughs> it was uh, the two that I remember. So my parents owned toy stores for a little while. Beyblades was a really big one. In, uh, at least in Australia it was. You couldn't get them for a couple of years there. And a, Pokemon cards. It's a weird phenomenon though. Because like, other than like mm. Hypebeast style stuff, uh, big shout out to all my Hypebeasts in their Supreme uh, outfits today um most stuff is digital right like a lot of the products we generally want are digital to some way i mm. guess probably the most recent version of this has been the playstation uh and the oh, xbox yeah. launch mm. uh james so i mean there's still some something like that there um and that's loads of firm. issues still with that really yeah loads mm. of issues so basically uh, without boring the entire chat because i'm a pc nerd um basically PC master the, s the graphics cards that the PlayStation and the Xbox use are made, I think, by NVIDIA. But the issue is, so NVIDIA and AMD are the only companies left that make graphics cards, and they can't make them fast enough to sell for PC users because everyone's trying to mine Bitcoins. So then they also can't make them fast enough for PlayStation 5s and Xboxes. So, like, the whole world's just fucked. And Nathan rang me about this the other day, furious, actually. He's trying to pick up uh, the latest AMD card. Uh, it's like trying to buy toilet paper after a lockdown's been. Yeah, do you remember <laughs> that? <laughs> remember we couldn't even wipe our asses. Do you remember when we couldn't buy plaster? 
Like that's something. Oh I yeah, do. that as well. Yeah, them bastards yeah. that stopped making plastic. I, you know what I had access to? Really cheap fresh fruit. So I actually just ended up wiping my bum with lemons and watermelons <laughs> and one time a pineapple, which was a very big mistake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, car production has decreased down to basically nothing in the US too because of it. Fascinating. Uh, at least all of our minis don't have like uh, uh, <laughs> computers in, right? Anyway, uh, along Soon. with along with the shadow and pain, not shadow and pain. Now it's piety and fucked up. Thank you. Along with the Broken Realm Techless release is like we saw in Broken Realm Marathi, some War Scroll battalions, and we've also got some uh, starter boxes that you can buy with them as well. With some, I think, pretty good kits. Normally these are cheaper. Normally these are cheaper. Uh, although we've actually seen the price point of these actually in the UK. These are cheaper than the sum of its parts. So if you were, for instance, looking to pick up a double Hurricaneum or a Hurricaneum <laughs> Illuminarch or anything like that, uh, that will be cheaper than if you were to buy them individually. Similarly, the uh, the double unit of Death Riders and the Liege Cavalos as a box set uh, seems a like a set. deal. Uh, and the Flesh Eater Quartz one's pretty nice as well. There's a is that the Aborica Art Regent, which is a pretty sweet ass model. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then twenty ghouls and a, a Cryptor, all of which are viable. Uh, and then you've got some Plague Bearers in the other one, <laughs> Sloppity Bile Piper and Sportsbox Scrivener. Worth buying for Sloppity Bile Piper. Mm. Always is. Always such a good name. Such a good name. Uh, so yeah, uh, and, and those oh. those Crypt Horrors you can turn into Crypt Flayers, which would be much better as well. Uh, yeah, you could do. Because yeah, they yeah. have rend and screams and they fly. Uh, yeah, there's, but it's it's a big stonks buy for everyone mm. in the chat, um, as Shugo is saying there. Yeah, some uh, some big old stonks available. So obviously, also getting some war scroll battalions as well is quite cool. Um, a plague a plague bearer war scroll battalion with. I would like to see a war scroll rewrite for Sloppy Bar Piper. Actually, I think uh, he's not that good, really compared to some of the other like support characters that exist uh, nowadays. And the Sporksbox Scrivener, thanks to Leadfoot for donating 100 bits I, to the show. Go I ahead. would like to say I, w- I don't want to see a Sloppity Ball Piper rewrite. Why? I want to see him for free. I want him in every Nurgle army. You just want him to be free, no, re- He's free. no rewrite free of his... any Chaos army. There's always a Sloppity Ball Piper on the board if you're playing Chaos. <laughs> Done. <laughs> He's really not very good, so it would be yeah, nice to have. It's fine. Okay, all right. I think I'd like he's to free. see his war scroll get changed so he's more effective, um, or something to do with being a bard. Dan, I feel like this is on mm. your street. Do you not want a Nurgle-based bard? <laughs> I, I, you know what I would actually like more is a Nurgle-based, uh, like bagpipist. So I, I think that he should be really passionate about it and a small selection like like just his nurgle army also dig on it but everybody else should have some kind of debuff for being near him uh in part because if you are squeezing a bagpipe and the word sloppity ever comes to mind that's <laughs> that's not an area i want to be around you know like that's just but also i imagine that it's just like the and like all the the plague bearers their ears are so full of mucus they're like i assume it's good i haven't heard anything in a decade but i assume it's good and everyone else is like jesus christ stop strangling the cats in there uh, so I, I dig on it. I, I'd love for him to be rocking around and just doing all of that. I also, um, isn't it uh, in the lore that the last Sloppity Bile Piper eventually becomes either the pipes or the staff or something like that? No? Am I thinking no, a different one? I think you're thinking a different one. I th- I'm not sure what they make. He does make, it's made of bones. Though. I don't know what he makes the organ out of, actually. 
Maybe you're right. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I thought there was so, one of them that it's like after you're done with the job, you become the tool. I thought it was one of those those plague berry Buffy guys, but I can't remember for the life of me. The point is that these four boxes upon release will be some big stonks. They'll be cheaper than buying them individually. If you were looking to pick them up, great suggestion to pick them up. Uh, ultimately, like the battle carts, both the Hurricaneum and Luminarch are decent. Uh, the Nurgle stuff's meh. Uh, unless it gets War Scroll rewrites, the, the Flesh Eater Court stuff is all good, and uh, also the OCR Bone Reaper stuff is all good. So, um, I, all, all of these are the things that are getting built in the Broken Realms book, I'm guessing, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in, specifically in the Techless book. Yeah, mm. double, double Hurricaneum. Du- exactly. Right, okay, we're, let's go. Main bit of the show. Uh, so, we're going to go through these different new units, learn them as we go. And we're going to guess some rules. So the first one is Lior Uthrali, Warden of Eumetrica. Uh, Lyra? Lyria? Not sure. Uh, he's known by many titles, thank God. Lyra Urethra. <laughs> no, Lyra Uthrali, I think. Yeah, Urethra. Uh, That's what we're both saying. We're both saying the same word. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Lord Regent Supreme, Voice of the Lord Phoenix, Warden of Eumetrica. For he is no typical Lord of the Venari. He is a figurehead of all the Tyrannoc nations of Heesh, both speaking and acting with the authority of the twin god Tyrion. Oh. If you seek a worthy commander for your armies, we'll be the judge of that, on the battlefield, <laughs> look no further than this consummate warrior and super... Super... Ally? Super Nally? What's Super Nally? Uh, it's, uh, I got a mate named Nal, and he's just great <laughs> at everything. So they're just comparing him to Nal. They're like, you know, like now. I'm like, yeah, I know now. It's like super uh, version of now. I'm like, oh wow. He's from supernaturally. It's celestial or heavenly. What supernally? Supernally. Supernal is a word. Super supernally. He's just like supernally. Like Tony Hawk. Yeah, Yeah. basically like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, but not the more recent sequels. (laughs) Uh, Lofty of more than human excellent powers divine. That's a real word. Yeah. Well done, lads. Buggy you, uh, Warhammer community, for making me go to Urban Dictionary to answer these questions. Uh, so he's a gifted leader, Lunath, armed with his demon blade lance. Oh, Can we just take a moment to look at the lance? Because it does not look... Does it look demon blady? It, no. it looks It looks wood with a bit of metal on the end. <laughs> it looks very regular, Lancey, but yeah, maybe, yeah. That's, maybe that's the secret demons do. We don't even know that they're there. That's how they get us. Um... Uh, he will see through all who oppose with you with effortless ease. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, right, so he may be a legendary yeah, hero of Lumineth, but he's not the... Okay, so it's just him. So what do we think this Tyrion leader, what what rules are we going to give him? Twitch chat, I need you guys. What's going on? Uh, the Demon well, Blade, sixes to hit, do D3 mortal wounds. That's what I'm feeling. Big um, damage. Geometrica was the the one that i really liked for for my army because i'm doing all the undead and they have like abilities to reduce rend to like ignore up to two points of rend so i was like hell yeah undead elves that makes sense like you stab them there's less to stab um so i dug them they were i was on on their kind of trail there i feel like he's definitely gonna have like either increased armor save bubbles or like a reduce rend reduction bubble or something like that okay all right nathan you got any vibes uh, he's just gonna be a fast elfy guy. He'll probably do some sneaky stuff. 
uh, so he's speaking with the authority of of Tyrion. Tyrion. So I don't know. Ah, uh, he'll give reroll charges or something like that, and uh, he's probably got Ren three on the charge or something, and yeah. Six attacks that do loads of damage. Six attacks. Whoa, yeah. you're giving him big boy attacks. James, you got any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm going to... He's moved 16 inches. Okay. He flies because he's on a kangaroo and they hop. Okay, nice. Yeah, he's good. on a, a rare four-legged kangaroo yeah. as well. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, <laughs> he's basically an eel. Yeah. Um, and then I think... So I think, I think probably he's basically... I think he will be pointless... Unless you take the kangaroo lads, I reckon he makes the kangaroo lads battle line, and I'm gonna put him at a 220 points. I think he'll be average. He'll be 220 points, and he'll be the tax if I want a kangaroo army. But we okay, haven't that makes seen. Sense. We haven't actually seen a combat variant of the kangaroos, though. I think they're only the shooters, right? Yeah, but but they're, so they're, I there's think only the shooters. But they're like they're like um, Genghis Khan's lads. They shoot mm. bows and then they stab you. Mm. That makes sense. Well, I can actually reveal that we already know some rules for this guy. Ooh. Yeah, he's on the article. Uh, so I'm going to tell you right now. He, the voice okay. of Tyrion is, if this model is part of your army and on the battlefield at the start of your hero phase and Teclis is not part of your army, you see how there was a load of caveats there. The mm. bin guy wrote this, I'm telling you now. Um, <laughs> he's not part of your army. Roll a dice on a two plus, you receive one command point. Okay. Which isn't bad. I think see, I think command points might become more and more valuable as the time goes on. Uh, however, like, it's fine. It's fine. It's not. It's not. It's it's like a nice bonus, right? It's I would it's say. a reliable plus one command point, isn't it? A reliable plus one. Now, as a master of mounted combat, master. Only the best magical lance will do, and Demon Bane is just that. Able to strike an unerring accuracy and pierce the toughest armor. Its best party trick is its ability to send out a searing beam of exercising light to strike enemies across the battlefield. So it's a Wait, gun. wait, wait. Don't go down. Okay. Because I might have cheated and already read ahead. However, yeah. I'd like to say that narratively, because I reckon Nathan hasn't, I reckon Dan hasn't, and probably some of the chat, mm. that bit of narrative has just said this is the best magical lance in the whole of the mortal realms. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't said that. You've completely made that up. That Only up. the best magical lance will do. That's the best magical lance in the whole of Age of Sigma. He does. He's got you over a barrel there, Rob. So All right, fine, fine. <laughs> fine. Well, Demon I feel like Bane. you're building up to a question. Okay. That's what the words say. So what's what's the question? No, no, no. I'd like you to share them what it does. <laughs> okay. Uh, as its name would suggest, both the lance itself and its cleansing memes are especially harmful for chaos. Its ability. So the missile weapon is 18 inch range. Mm -hmm. One attack. Okay. That, okay. I'm okay with that because a lance, like you should have just one like bang and then like massive damage because it spits you or it auto kills Shoots or something. Fireworks. I'm okay with that. Hits on a two. Pretty good. Pretty good. Wounds on a two. Really good for for a shooting weapon. Real good. He's got great Ooh. accuracy yeah. for something that long while riding a fucking four-legged kangaroo. Ah, pew, sniper. It's actually Bastard. really impressive. Actually, yeah. now you point it out. Yeah, yeah. Ren too. So stronger than Marathi, uh, a blade. Mm -hmm. So that's impressive. 
Um, yeah. Damage D three. So as strong as um as a skink's staff. Um, yeah. Cool. It's just a searing beam, and then in melee, three okay. inch range, which I know you'll love, Nath. Um, it's got it hits on a two, it wounds on a two, ren two, d three damage. How many attacks? Uh, one. Oh, fuck off! No. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, just the one. Sadly. But he did bring the best, the best magical lance. So it was quite funny because I called it, called them out on that. But also, and probably the chat more than the commentators because they did their homework better. Um. Can anyone think of another magical lance in the mortal realms? <laughs> magical lance? Who has lances? Oh. So you've got heart piercer, soul piercer. Uh, that's a spear. Oh, yeah. Lance is very specific. Like, uh, Shalaxi's got a spear. Uh, she's got... I don't know what Marathi's rocking. Is it like a trident? Is it like a spear? Soul piercer. I don't know what it is. Um, uh, hey, Colaroo. Uh, I'm really excited the... to see how much extra damage my Chaos Army deals versus order targets. <laughs> Uh, ten. So everyone thinks this might be a typo, and it might be ten attacks. No, uh, okay. I think I think he'll be a buff piece. Like he's a voice, right? So he's the voice of Tyrion. So he's just so, shouting things and getting what one was, CP. What was the extra stuff I did against Chaos? Okay, so the damage inflicted. So so it's one attack, twos twos, ren two d three damage. Yeah. yeah. And then the damage inflicted by successful attack made by the demon bane, demon bane, sorry, is three. Instead of D three, if it targets chaos and demon keywords. Mm. So all I'm thinking is the blood lance that Prince Vordry has four attacks, threes and threes, rend two, damage two. But if you're charged, it's damage three. So every one of his attacks is worth the one attack from the best lance in the realms. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe the lance is more of like a shooter. Maybe he shoots with the lance oddly, and when he gets in close, like an uh uh an anthro uh, Andrew Andro <laughs> says in the chat. Uh, I'm trying really hard to say the names now. Uh, is maybe he uses his sword, or maybe the rue? We don't know. This is the first melee profile we're ever gonna but, see for a llama. But <laughs> also, you gotta bear in mind that yeah. it's. It might be the best lance in all of the mortal realms, but it's only wielded by an elf. So. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. So just he's just crap at using a magic lance. If we gave it to somebody that knew what they were doing with a lance, mm. then it would probably be six attacks or ten attacks. Good point. I agreed. Agreed. I just want I want the llama to be particularly good, and I want him to like smash stuff and like I don't know yeah I just think but llamas aren't renowned for smashing stuff are they spitting though spitting really good spitters like can you imagine if they had like a three inch attack it's fours and fours zero damage or anything but if it hits you you're at minus one to hit like a ranged net because you're just like oh oh it got in my mouth like that just it'd be great I'd like to see that I'd like to (laughs) see they can spit highly toxic sixes to hit one attack each. Sixes to hit, sixes to wound. No rend. If a wound goes through, the model's removed. <laughs> just acid, just to death. Yeah. Because it'd just be great. You'd be like, six! Oh my god! Oh my god! Six! Oh my god! Oh my god, what'd you save? Two up. Rerolling ones. And then they roll two ones. Great game. 
<laughs> right. So now there is a there is a uh, there is a Lord Regent uh, who has got a sword. Um, so uh, the the other version of building this, and it does feel so. This is a mounted Lumineth character that you are going to be able to command traits and artifacts to. So I feel yep. like probably we don't know what else the voice of the mountain does yet. So I'm hoping this guy's got like a generic command ability, like hop to it, or like you know, <laughs> um, like I'll pack a bag, like whatever the 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 like command ability could be. Um, I really I, hope so I, that he's got something that's related to winter, and it's called woolly jumpers uh, for the kangaroos. Get it? Get it? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> so we'll move on from him because oh, I imagine yeah. I think there'll be some sort of commandability. I'm hoping uh, big reach on that one, uh, but looks cool. Right next up, uh, the Huracan wind chargers. This is where things get spicy. If it's the fast cavalry you're after, look no further than a unit of two, uh, of a unit or two of Huracan wind chargers riding atop their tree runner steeds. They sweep into the fray to deliver killing arrows. They sweep into the fray to deliver killing arrows. I do it further away, but with unerring accuracy. Be careful of that word. There are no finer mounted archers to be found anywhere in the mortal realms pretty rude that the uh, bliss barb archers on steeds uh like just came out uh but sure this set includes five hurricane wind charges a perfect unit for harassing enemy flanks and picking off vulnerable targets i'm always listening to competitive gamers talk about how they're going to harass the enemy flanks they're always like that's their move i'm always like mm. So, uh, what do you guys think of these? Uh, I feel like these might get the treatment that we saw with the Blissbound Archers. We might see them have four wounds apiece. Mm. Uh, I think. What do you guys? You guys got any thoughts on it? Looks like they'll be in a unit of five, so I would say three to four wounds a, a pop for. A... Mm. Oh, although they are elves, they might keep them at like a two, two to three. It's only humans to and... on top of a on top of a Blissbound Seeker. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. But are these bigger than those other thing? I mean, are they the same size as those other? You get the others in a pack of five as well. Mm. Yeah. So I Possibly. feel like because there's obviously like intentional design pa- design parity between the Snesh book and the Lumina Throne Lords books, right? Like intentionally yeah. so. Um, uh, like these guys have uh, like Rue kind of archers. They have Rue archers. These like you know like like even the like mountain. These have got like a mountain eastern theme, mm. even in their armor-like profiles. Different, like because it make, they, it makes sense. They're from the same sort of source. So I do. I love the design kind of like uh, integration between the two and the mirroring between the two forces. I think that's actually really clever and really beautiful. So I think that's uh, that's excellent. Um, I reckon they're going to have a retreat and charge mechanic. Uh, sorry, retreat and shoot mechanic rather. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Yeah. I think they'll. I think they'll have a run and shoot. Uh, I would very much like it if they wrote down ruin shoot, but they won't. But they <laughs> I don't think they're going to be very accurate. You don't think so? No, looking at the base of the one that's uh, in the second from the left at the back, yeah, he's managed to shoot the ground behind him. <laughs> <laughs> he's shooting at a skink. Yeah, there's an arrow stuck in the ground, and it's behind him. Um. And can it's we... one of his arrows because it's got the can... same, same fletching. fletching. Yeah. Can we coin so... the name for them as the pew pew roos? Because I think that the pew pew roos. It's like, oh, yeah. what do you got? I got two u- units of pew pew roo, and uh, and then one boo boo roo. 
which is the one that runs in and punches you. <laughs> the boo boo root. I like these. I think that they're going to be pretty good. Like they, we probably will see them have similar stats to the other archers. Um, so we might see them have one shot each, um, but they do mortal wounds on sixes to hit. We might see that happen. I don't know. Like I don't know if these are also going to be every single one's a wizard, so that we're going to get mortal wounds on fives to hit as well. Um, I think that would be quite interesting. Uh, yeah, like I, I think they're going to be a lot of wounds though. I think that's going to be the the key point here. They'll obviously be super fast, like fourteen or sixteen each move, and we are hoping they've got something like pseudo fly, like mm. some sort of like hop over a terrain piece or hop over stuff. Are they all going to be wizards like all the other bloody bastard ones? So the Venari one should be technically. Like, because yeah. all the others are. So I would assume the, that they're all going to be wizards. The stone guard, like the Eumetrica, kind of like the Elementari, I think, aren't yeah. wizards. So oh, it depends okay. whether these are Venari or Elementari. Okay. Uh, they, they are yeah. Alaris stone guard of the Wind Temple. So, okay. Uh, so the mounts could be wizards. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the mounts are wizards. As long as this model is on a mount, it is a wizard. I hope one like... of them's got a wand between its hoof. Uh, I just so love the you. idea with their, their tiny little vestigial arms. Like, the, the riders taking aim, and they're just like, oh. Uh, so, yeah, thanks everyone in the chat for pointing out. So they, are, so, they are elementary, so they won't be wizards. So, they're more like Stone Guard, is more what we're seeing. Uh, so, thanks for, to you guys. Uh, uh, Dawnshade thinks slower than Dawn Riders. Um, I think they might still be fast. And uh, uh, Pew Pew LaRue uh, is also hilarious, and we should definitely use that. <laughs> Um, um, I don't think don't... they'll have 30 inch range, but I think they'll have like 24 inch range. What is the? I'm gonna let me just look at the other profile for. Uh, I don't know if you know this. Sentinels actually have two shooting profiles. They only use one, of course. Mm. Uh, the what the the close range one's better. It just never gets used. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one shot. Th- one shot. Threes, fours, rend one, one damage. So I think we'll see that mirrored. So the Arulian bow aimed, I think, is what we'll get. And I don't think they'll have a, lo- a lofted version. Maybe they'll have, like, a quick-fire version. So, like, it, like yeah, they'll th- have two shooting profiles. I think they'll shoot more like Namati Thrills than um, Sentinels. I might be wrong. Mm. Yeah, okay. Right, and they just shoot like, <clears throat> like the Bliss Barb Archer ones, the ones that are also on horse on things. Uh, yes, they'll, yeah, but they're like, they will, do you think they'll have, they'll be similar? <clears throat> yeah, I would have thought they'll be similar to that. Probably loads of shots and fairly meaty fellas. Okay, all right, interesting. Uh, I think they might do uh, mortal wounds. More shots up close, Diadrin, I'm with you on that. Uh, the only the... thing that I really want to see from them is obviously kangaroos have pouches that their young live in. So I want to see these have a pink horror-esque ability that when they're killed, they turn into two smaller kangaroos. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that just come out of their pouch. Actually, I think, I think it's interesting. I'm just, I've been nosing through the chat, uh, and I thought about it a minute ago and then not talked about it, but with speed of hish, they'll be super yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then actually, I think it'd be really interesting. I think there's a good chance. So in my head, what would make sense is if they're like, harrying archers for flanking they should be able to shoot a move yeah so yeah so what shoot and then like have like a six inch run away or something afterwards. yeah i like that that's that's a cool vibe yeah that that makes them unique as well which would be super nice I yeah think... 
or maybe even like and and i know this will trigger people immensely but almost like a thing where they don't shoot a huge amount of shots they don't do a huge amount of damage but when you charge them on a four up they get a pop shot and they leg it well that's the super weird thing about the bliss barb seekers right is that they are a shooting unit with four wounds apiece on a fast cavalry like body you're like I don't want my archers to get close because they can't fight. Also, I don't want them to have loads of wounds. I want them to have loads of shots. It's a yeah. super weird war scroll. Like, ultimately. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, I like the idea of a kiting unit. So, like you say, they can shoot and then move, so it should go. I think that's 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 really fun. I think that's a good vibe. Nathan, you got any I thoughts mean, on these before we move on? Oh, sorry, Dan. I was going to say it'd be a nightmare to write, but they could always put it, it could be something along the lines of they can swap their shooting and movement phase so they can shoot and then move or they can move and then shoot. Um, Cause then you, you kind of get interesting stuff, but people are going to fucking rules lawyer that into something horrifying if they do. Well, what about, what about this? Because I think this would be a nice little like uh, vibe for the unit. What if the archer is just a your regular archer, maybe a couple of shots at 18 inches, like threes and fours round one, like nothing to sing home about, maybe a little runaway. But what if, Dan, I haven't been, Nathan once got drunk and saw a kangaroo. I've seen a few. But if I'm right in thinking you don't want to get, you don't want to get toe punted by a roo anytime soon. Oh God, no, they'll cave in your chest cavity. So and I'm that's, thinking, that's, what if that's they're a regular like, cute one, not a yeah, big like? Well, have you seen the bull ones? They're ripped. They look like Arnie, like circa 1988. Yeah. So I'm thinking, <laughs> what if, what if? Because normally we just have horses, two attacks, fours mm. and fours, mm -hmm. right? Like, what if we just get like an absolute toe punt from like the Rue, like Rue kick, mm. two attacks, threes, threes, Ren one, two damage. You know, mm. like two attacks apiece or something. And like, if they hit you. At the end of the combat phase, you have to end three inches away from them. Yeah, or like, like a... or, or or die because they just kick you so hard. Everyone's like, goes flying backwards. Yeah, I fucking, I'm vibing. That would be really awesome. Yeah, like the uh, the stone guard who pushed them back anyway. Mm, yeah, except yeah. they just do it with violence instead of an unshakable vibration of mountains. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't what it says, is it? I'm pretty sure, no, but that's effectively what it is. It's just like, how do they move them? Ah, just the the push of the mountain. You're like, you know that mountains don't push things. Or like, if they do, it's slow. Like, it doesn't happen in a combat phase. Like, yeah, this one's faster. It's like a, a, a mini localized <laughs> earthquake, but in their bodies uh, is pretty much how that works. I decided. I decide the science now. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> Tectonic. Tectonic. Yeah. Right, the next up is the Venari Banner Blade uh, that we've seen here. So the Venari Banner Blade, rally your Lumineth Realm Lords and inspire them to victory with the Venari Banner Blade. Plus one bravery above all, definitely. Uh, the storied champions of the Venari are tasked with holding aloft and defending enchanted Hishian world banners. That triggers me a lot. Their power so radiant that they can blind the unworthy should they dare look upon them. Minus one to hit bubble. Uh, not only will these <laughs> impressive banner bearers serve as stunning centerpieces for Luminous Romwald's army, they're pretty much han they're pretty handy in a fight. Don't you dare say that after the Demon Blade situation. Your opponent mm -hmm. will certainly have to think twice before trying to wrest the standard from the hands of the Venari Banner Blade. That so upset me a lot. If you what? scroll down, that that last line upset me a lot. Look at his piddly little sword. Also, his banner is attached to his belt that he's got to hold the whole time. Don't you dare tell me he's going to be good in combat. He's I got don't... Like, 
He's got a knife. Don't care. Fucking love that banner. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what do you think it's going to have? Jog PLC already in there. Minus one to hit. Pretty certain we're going to get a minus one to hit bubble from You Can't Look Upon It. Plus one bravery. It's inspiring, so that makes sense. Plus one to casting as well as a little banner. The thing that triggers me is the world banner. Any Warhammer Fantasy Battle fans will be triggered by that. Uh, mm -hmm. No one likes the uh, dragon, uh, the banner of the world dragon. World dragon. Um, yeah. No one, if anyone remembers that. So the idea of a two plus save against spells um, uh, could be a thing that we see return. Uh, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> well, it's probably going to be like a totem thing where you can t uh, customize it. But a bit like the uh, Fire Slayer banner, dude. Although they only ever take the... Nulcidian icon, don't they? But yeah, yeah, I reckon you'll be able to customize it a bit, but it probably will have a generic uh, effect as well. Yeah, I like the minus one to hit generic, and then you can also get yourself a three up save against magic or whatever the hell you want. I yeah. mean, he's on foot though, so like as much as that is nice like that that kind of like aura bubble around him like minus one to hit whatever it might be like the army already plays very centrally like i think mm. the most exciting thing about this book is that you'll be able to build non-teclean builds like non-techless in a list yeah. and there are already people trying non-teclean builds but generally not as much success as with techless inside the list so like there's such a variety of units but either way things like this means the army's going to play centrally around a lodestone like you do with techless already so I think that that's an interesting... Unless he's got a ridiculous aura range on that banner. I mean, it is fucking big. Like, I it's think a big... I, I, I think... I, oh, carry on. Go, Dan. No, go. you go. You go. I, I just love it. I think... So I think for me, and I think I talked about this on the show forever ago, like, the original Lumineth release spoke to, like, my little inner Total War nerd. Like, I've played every Total War game for years up until the newer ones because they're all the fucking same. Um, but, like, that military strategy thing, like, the spears and the bows look like a proper army. Like, old school, real army, to some degree. And I think, like, them walking in with a standard bearer, like, loads of the stuff in this release is not into, like, old school Warhammer Fantasy and the people they know have wanted High Elves for, like, three years. Um, I just think I just think it's super cool. I almost am, I'm just gonna say like I don't even care what it does. I'll buy one because I want to paint it. Um, okay. But I but I think I think like what you want to see is almost like the lads fight better around the banner because they don't want it to go. That's um, cool. So even plus one attack, plus one attack, plus one bravery, or no battle shock. Minus one to hit, plus one to cast. Yeah, reroll hits or wounds in an aura around it. Uh, like, I think I think it'll be interesting. Two plus save against magic. If it's no, no, I think if it's like <laughs> if it's uh, the lot that aren't magic, it'd be cool to see you being able to do a build that's not magic, almost like militant, because Tyrion was. So like plus one to hit, plus one to hit, no battle shark, or plus one to hit, plus one attack, no battle mm. shark. Uh, but you have to fight around a central point because you won't let the enemy take the banner. Mm. Would be quite interesting. Yeah, I, I, a good suggestion I saw in the chat was um, that you got to choose whether or not it was Tyrion or Teclis who you were mm -hmm. like, 
repping that day and know you've got a different effect on it, which could be super cool. Or the sun's out, so guns out, maybe, as a special <laughs> rule. Maybe they could have a new allegiance ability with like a, not a moon, Nathan, a sun uh, going across. And maybe when it's at Zenith, like the range is bigger or I don't know. Dan, what are your thoughts? Uh, I honestly, I, I kind of dig it. I like it. It as absurd as it all is. I really do enjoy it. And I'll probably like the same as James. I'll get one. I'll convert it up just because it's cool. Uh, but the one thing I will say is I'm very, very sick of Age of Sigma giving us banner bearers that they then have to always add a line in there about, oh, but he's not just holding a gigantic, powerful, magical artifact, ancient banner that's been around since the world existed. That's very, very important. No, no, don't worry. He's also a combat guy who can fight and stab you. So he's still just, just as deadly as if he wasn't holding the gigantic death banner. Turn around because then I'm like, ah. Oh, so no downsides. Uh, whereas if you turned around, you're like, obviously he's holding a gigantic flip off banner. So it's up to you to protect him, but you guys are going to fight harder to keep him safe. I'd be like, sweet. That actually, that, that creates some interest in there for me when you're like, no, but he's also badass. So your opponent probably just can't one V one him. I'm like, ah, ah, so, so don't the light of Altharian is thing. a badass. The light of Altharian is, is mm. like, is like 11 out of 10. Yeah. I reckon this guy's got two attacks, threes and threes, rend one, one damage. Yeah. So but not quite the just, same level. Yeah, I remember the first time I went in uh, against, uh, what's he called, a blood secretor, back when, like, corn was kind of super dominant in that thing. And I was like, okay, well, bloody hell, here we go. What's he going to be like? Because I wasn't really thinking. I just needed to take him out. And then he only had, like, I think three or four attacks that would damage one or something like that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Um, I just wish that there was more push... There's not very often do you hear the phrase like, oh, he's a piece of glass. So make sure you wrap him up in all of the bubble wrap that you can find. Yeah, they're uh, never going to say that though, are they? Yeah, yeah. But I, for me, that's more interesting. If you're like, he's, yeah, by but the way, he's, he's 21 pounds. I'll just let mm. you know from games. It's like a hundred Australian. How much? 21 pounds. Cool. So uh, just let you know. Right, next up, the Sinari Caligrave. Uh, these symbol mages paint Aether Quartz runes of enchanted light into the very fabric of the realms. Um, the Caligrave blesses the ground to aid their allies and thwart their foes. The ripping waves of magic that emanate from their glowing calligraphy. These arcane specialists serve as excellent support heroes using their magic and enchantments from behind the front lines to help dictate the ebb and flow of the battle. Loads so pick there. Not that they're a slouch with a blade either, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding a paintbrush! <laughs> he can stab you with it! The paintbrush is mightier than the sword! <laughs> His paper floats! He's wearing paper in their clogs. face! He's um, wearing clogs! He's holding a, a a flashlight and he's doing some still watercolors and they're like, oh, but don't worry, he can still stab you. Give me someone who's a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> well, this guy, I think, I mean, he's a calligraphy artist at the end of the day. I'm I don't abuse. He's probably he's probably he's probably not that combat. Nathan, there's a lot to unpack about the wording there. Uh, the uh, control, the ebb and flow and battle. What do you, what do you think we're going to see from the rules on this model? Uh, he's gonna be a kick-ass wizard, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we might see uh, a priest, or uh, we haven't seen. I don't think we've seen a priest yet in Lumineth Realm Lords. It's the Stone. The Stone Mage isn't a priest. I would expect maybe it's a wizard and a priest at the same time. 
because um, oh, I think priests generally might be something we see more of going forward. Uh, we've obviously got a totem um, being held by the whatever the uh, the banner bearer, but then also so this guy definitely fits into maybe that priest role or priestly role. So it could be a wizard, could be a priest um, ultimately. Uh, and I think like like you said, buffing. I mean, there's mm. uh, there, I think there are two new spell laws they've said uh, as well available here. So so uh, Techless is going to have eight uh, sorry four spell laws to choose from um, and maybe we'll see another spell law from this young chap and do some cool bonuses um, you guys James you got any thoughts on rules you might see I think I th- so in my opinion <laughs> I, I'm just guessing he's definitely a wizard because I don't think there'll be any priests I don't think it makes any sense uh, for me might be wrong but then I also think I think he'll be a one he'll be like 130 40 points he'll be a one cast wizard and then he'll have a load of uh, like complex army buffing rules like the Calathar because he's got the same prefix. Okay. Okay, so you think, it's gonna be, you think it's going to be the same thing. That makes sense. Uh, there's some very good points being made in the chat, so I want to make sure I read them out. Uh, Dean Mappipipipin Papa says, he is writing mean online reviews, terrible battle. They made us wait until turn three before charging. Zero out of ten would not fight again. Uh, which I enjoy. Uh, Pescu says, "Can you have priests when the god is on the battlefield?" Uh, I think you can. I'm trying to. It's just really up. easy to believe. Like, <laughs> it's like you know, like everyone believes like, them. You're like, praise the Lord, he's he's actually just over there, Steve. Steve. Yeah, that's our Lord and Savior right there, mate. Uh, just it's a really easy sell. You're not like, hey, knock, knock, knock. Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior Nagash? A lot easier when he's looming over the battlefield, murderizing everyone. It's agreed. Um, uh, Leadfoot says uh, the model makes me think of the fight scene in Kung Panda, Kung Fu Panda Three, where Ugwe paints the symbol of the chi with his staff and shoots at uh, shoot at Kai in the spirit realm. Agreed. I often think of everything that happened in Kung Fu Panda 3. In fact, I can't stop thinking about everything that happens in Kung Fu Panda 3 on an almost daily basis. So thank you, Leadfoot, for being there with me. Um, Nathan, you rang me the other day saying I, we need to watch Kung Fu Panda 3 again soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd just like you to know that I'm in. I've just been reminded by the chat. Cool. Uh, uh, yeah, let's do that. these hats are crazy again on all of these guys at least least this one has a chin strap like a designer has finally realized that they're like hey wait a minute i'm just doing the science here and unless for some reason they're wasting their magical energy blessing these hats to be light it's like there's no way it stays on his head with that kind of center of gravity the, the guy that blacksmithed it was like should we give him like big giant outward uh cheat guards and someone's like oh yeah that looked really cool no one thought that the arrow could definitely fit through there and pierce him in the face no they're they're concerned about skin cancer mate jesus as someone who's from australia which is pretty much just haish and and gur crammed together he's worried about melanoma it's keeping the sun off of his face and neck <laughs> that is fair. So there's some other points being made in the chat here. Thank you to Eber for resubscribing. Uh, I also didn't know there was actually a Kung Fu Panda two or three, and I fucking loved the first one. So that is two films Rob's going to watch sometime over the next week. Very excited. Um, uh, and then uh, the, someone made a point about the the staff. I think. Um, 
he has a lamp like the archers that allow them to fire without line of sight, uh, which Diadrin says. So maybe uh, he's going to give the ability to wardens to throw their spears 30 inches without line of sight being needed or something similar. I don't know. Um, something. I'm um, living for his footwear, though. Like, as much as anyone <laughs> wants to say it's stupid, I dig it. He's like, well, no, okay, but see, uh, this is this is the thing. It says he's a support hero. So I dig him being like, I don't want to get my boots dirty. Uh, but also it says that he blesses the ground to aid their allies and all that. I dig him. He's just a hoity-toity little prince who's like, I shan't walk on the filthy ground. I shall clean it for you so that you can walk along and nobody can be dirty and filthy. And he's doing his little watercolors and he's holding his light because he's scared of the dark. He doesn't want to mess with his complexion. That's why he's got the big hat. But then when you turn around and be like, and he's no slouching combat, you tell me how he fights anyone with those shoes on. Look at I, them. I he's going to pop an ankle. Well, I think, well, yeah, number one. Number one, also, uh, Brian Spirello, big love to you, saying that uh, he looks like Lamplighter from The Boys is 100% correct. Ooh, that's a, hell that's yeah. a great shout. Uh, I've got to say that I think the thing that stands out to me, as we know, the Lumineth Realm Lords are weirdly the spiritual successors to dispossessed uh they have hammers uh they have uh, tectonic <laughs> force they they are they're just dwarves like they're dwarves in all ways and therefore i feel like this is the book of grudges is what he's writing or the elven version the pamphlet of uh of of, of misdemeanors no yeah. but he's <laughs> just so not a dwarf those shoes that hat just no nothing he's just I mean, what's that big thing in front of him? That big circle, that, like, he's got, like, a boat on his chest, a weird, uh, the hat is just so many different things. <laughs> it's just... So many different <laughs> Don't be jealous of his hat, Nathan, we'll get I you one. You can really have a little his feather boa. So I, don't know. I do, uh, you know what, I do like on his staff two that he... brushes on a stick. Yeah, oh, that's no. good. That's a nice technique that, like, they, he's like, they're like, where is he going to keep his uh, spare paintbrushes? And they're like, don't worry, we'll add it on to the model. Like, that's a nice but, touch, I'm going to say. But you know what he doesn't have? First of all, I'm not going to um, grace your previous comment with a response. Um, but he doesn't, where's his water pot? How is he properly cleaning his brushes? Because it looks to me like the paint Magic. has gotten up to the top yeah. of the bristles there. He's a wizard. Yeah. And if, <laughs> if he's keeping his paintbrushes that way up, and oh, yeah, that's a paint, mistake, isn't it? As uh, well, it's not. That's not the way you meant mm. to. Oh, yeah. boy error. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. All right. Well, we've talked about what he could or couldn't do. We're not sure. <laughs> um, uh, so he, he's he's a wizard. He'll do some stuff, but mainly we yeah. dissected, dissected but, the model for a while. But also, he's really good at fighting. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> right. So Severith, Lord of the Seventh Wind. This Wait, guy. let me guess. He's got a bow. Great in combat. That's what uh, I'm going maybe. with. It's, I've, read it out to me, but I bet it's going to be like, he also kicks the shit out of everyone when he gets near them. Okay. <laughs> the wrathful manifestation of one of the greatest geomantic spirits of the wind. Um, imagine Wait. you're not... Hold on. Imagine you're not one of the greatest spirits of the geomantic wind. They're like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of like a middle-tier geomantic spirit of the wind. You're like, cool. Like, that's just... Anyway. Um, Severith is a terrible foe for any who seek to corrupt the sacred purity of Heesh. Severith can traverse the battlefield in the blink of an eye. So, we probably should break the rules down as we go through. So, can teleport. Yeah, yep. teleport. Yeah. Or, or moves. What I would rather... So, I'd rather no teleport moves 42 inches. 
<laughs> Why? Just, yeah, just be great. Do you, like, you know, like when you get to a game and everyone's like, this game's got too many teleports now. How many teleports does your army have? And you go, none. none. And they're like, oh, what does he do? I'm like, he's just going to move. He flies. <laughs> he flies <laughs> and he can fly 70 I've just got my second. Inches. Yeah, I've just got my second tape out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorted. Well, the boards will be smaller, James. So you don't have to measure that far, so it's fine. Um, uh, okay, so uh, a question in the chat that's come up, which I think we should uh, just approach now, uh, which was asked by Nezil. One question: If the War Scroll of Teclis in the new Battle Tome is pre-FAQ'd, are the FAQs applied or no? Unfortunately, I don't think that's how it works. Now, there isn't actually an FAQ on how we deal with pre-FAQ FAQs really it's down to the honest wargamer to decide because it's a it's new territory uh so as a community unfortunately the most recent battle tome applies and then you need a new faq for that battle tome so even though there might have been like an faq to change those previously to the last zinch book doesn't apply to this zinch book so you have to wait for the new faq to this change host i know what a nightmare no i didn't invent the system i just abide by the rules otherwise i get whipped <laughs> like a dog in the street um so, uh, more on this guy. So, teleports. Um, Severith can traverse the battlefield in the blink of an eye. Cut down his victims from afar with an Atharai, his giant magical bow. So, teleport, yes. Um, uh, Severith is so swift that his presence alone ensures that you'll present a threat anywhere on the battlefield. Between his lightning speed and the reach of his great bow, your opponent will have nowhere to hide. What do you think his rules are going to be? Twitch chat and co-hosts. Dan, go on. Oh, I'm just so glad that it didn't say that. Also, he'll he'll choke you out with the bowstring. Um, so I'm <laughs> I'm kind of loving it. I, I it's it's like, hey, he's fast. I'm getting fast. Uh, you got nowhere to hide. I get that. He's up high. He can he can see you, and he has a bow. The thing I'm seeing, which I also approve of, large quiver. Now, in that quiver, there's definitely more than five arrows. 15. So I reckon he, he, he shoots three times, three shots. Three oh, shots a turn. Three shots a turn. 15 arrows. I've just counted, I think. Oh, maybe there's more, actually. I'm going to count again. Carry on. But uh, I'm going to say a lot got... of people in the chat, a lot of people in the chat are a little bit triggered. Um, it's Coloroo and Stevie of Wonder says, you're going to shoot them from miles away. Why do you need to zoom around first? Is a good um, point. Because what if they get so close that you're no longer a mile or two away? Then you need to skedaddle back. Uh, that's it. He's just, and I, I actually like that. How often do you see like models that have three shots a turn? I'm looking at you, Reavers, with like three arrows in their quiver. And you're like, cool, they shoot twice. They've got like one shot, then they reload, and then they're just standing around being like, just like playing like a little like ditty on their bowstring. I dig this. He's got enough arrows to do the damage. Uh, big, big tick. Also, I dig his swirly uh, nebulous vortexy thing more than I dig the prime swirly nebulous vortexy thing. I think uh, I really like what Chuckle you said in the chat. He's 100% a Lord Aquila. Pick a unit, teleport them in himself. I could definitely see that. Like like we saw with a Griff Charger, more like or whatever that guy is. The guy on a Griff Charger picks up a unit and runs around with them. I could see that being a thing, like picking up a unit and teleporting them. I think that, that would be quite cool. Uh, I also like the suggestion in the chat that he does more damage at further away, giving you a reason to teleport him. And a nice, interesting counterplay for not being on an objective you know like 
you he would teleport maybe to a shot or maybe just shoot and then he teleports you further away means you'd be nowhere near the objective but you'd be doing more damage i think that would be a really fun kind of thing i also think he's gonna absolutely fuck five wound characters like eyeballs mm. like two one <coughs> arrow each eye just <laughs> head off like no hope what do you think Nate? Yeah, I mean, this guy's going to be taking out uh, little heroes, little support units. Uh, and probably if you ever do get to fight him, maybe he's going to be minus one to hit as well because he's on a, riding on a tornado. Uh, you know, That's true. Yeah. He's going to be hard to kill, but he's going to take out all of your little, mm. your little uh, synergies pieces. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe he'll yep. have like, a, like maybe he like does particular damage to wind, like flying units. Could be quite a cool little mm. feature um, about him. Or like, like I don't hate the idea of like a single model that's like I quite like the Knight Venator. I always thought that was mm. quite a nifty model in the game. But like when you got him, it was such a rewarding experience. You'd just be like, <laughs> your character's dead. Yeah, or he just like mm. fuck you. But they'd like when you got him and you beat the crap out of him, it was like the best feeling in the world. Um, so I quite like that. Not sure. He would also need to be like so if he's teleporting around the like around the game on his own, he's gonna need like some natural minuses to be shot at anyway. Otherwise, he's mm. gonna be like, and he would have to. I was be, gonna like, say minus one to hit. I think get it'll be like he's a wind spirit, or he'll have a DPR save because he's a like semi ethereal or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or like um, he shot one of the blue scribes in the law. Thanks, Gavawaki. Um, maybe, maybe he like also like has some sort of, like he's gonna need some good wounds as well, like eight or nine wounds. Um, I would say maybe like so. I think like it would be it would be super cool to have. I think this is maybe one of the most interesting looking models to maybe try to apply fun rules to, like teleporting a unit with him, super fun. Like I think like, I, I I really hoping this is a really good and interesting war scroll. Like I want to see like a lot of text underneath it and be like, okay, let's see what mm. this is. Um, so anyone any more thoughts on this before we go? Uh, one thought is that he's going to need a lot of Kleenex because I feel like this is a furry's wet dream. <laughs> Just uh, if, if, if like, I mean, look at this release and tell me there's like bouncy ruse, llamas, wind foxes. I'm not shaming. I've seen the outfits that like the furry fanatics put together. They're spectacular. Uh, I'm just saying that, that this is going to be one of them very soon. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Uh, I, like, thanks for talking about mine. Uh, just so you know how much, how many points he is. Uh, I've actually forgotten his name. What the hell is his name? Uh, the Hukaran. What is he called? Severith. Severith. Lord of the Seventh Wind. So he's £34.50. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to know who the Lords of the First Six Winds were, though. Are they better than him or worse? Like, where does he fall? <laughs> uh, you can also um, you can also build uh, non non Severith versions, so mm. non named character versions are of the the Rue Master, uh, which I think is cool. Um, means you can stick some artifacts or some items on them, build some different kits. Uh, Do you know the got... best thing about that though? What? So you said a minute ago he's the one of the greatest geomantric spirits of the wind. Yeah. The 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 non-named ones are a myriad of other spirits. Uh, one of <laughs> one of the myriad of other spirits. He's just a loser. Uh, can I just say that also, like, could you, like, 
looking at the differences, like so looking at Severith and then the non-Severith, probably you're good buying just one and yeah. then I'm never going to go, technically that's Severith. Not one time am it's I ever going to make It's the same head, isn't it? Same head, same bow. Different quiver. No, different. I don't think it is. I think it's just a different angle. Uh, no, he's got, different he's got an extra. He's got an extra tassel on his horns. Yeah. Um, he has he has a bonus tassel. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he a has tassels like... on the chins, yeah. cheeks. Right. So next up, uh, the Hukaran Wind Mage. The wisest of the Hukaran elves are the yeah, Wind Mages. <laughs> they become so attuned to the winds of Heesh that they're more at home sweeping sweeping across the skies than on foot. Born aloft by a roiling cloud of elemental energy. Being a kindred spirit of the wind certainly has its perks. Your wind mage can effortlessly relocate to wherever they're needed and command the winds to lend aid to your units or buffet your foes. So, can definitely teleport a unit with it, I would say. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a that's a that's a that's a thing. I think also maybe potentially shut down teleports. That would be a cool like mm. a twelve inch null deploy zone around him. Uh, but I think yeah, this is... and maybe shut down and fly. Mm. Yes, what? Because think... he's buffeting. Yeah, buffet. I yeah. think if he doesn't teleport and have a unit teleport, he will have like fly and give, can give a unit fly. Like he can uh, make the to to because he gives them buff. Though I, I dig. I actually genuinely dig this model. I really like it. I like that he looks lightly armored for someone who's flying around on stuff too, which is just hella cool. Uh, my one concern is that if he is a, a wind mage with all of these wind powers, why does he need a hand fan? Uh, have you Can't... ever played Dynasty Warriors? Yeah, hand fans are like. Like, he doesn't. Okay. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't need a hand fan. Hand fans are right, class. Okay. If anyone turns up with a hand fan, you're like, "Can I just tell you a story?" Once I was DJing, it was super warm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "God, I'm hot." Like I would always like bring a towel with me every time I DJed. Mm. There was like ice water in a po- bucket, and someone turned up to me, gave me their coat because I would also take coats to the DJ booth. Looked at me, popped a hand fan, and started dancing with a hand fan. And I was like, "They are living in 2032." I'm a moron, and they're in the future. Like, don't get me wrong, Rob. A hand fan is a a big energy move, and I'm I'm in support of it. What I'm saying is, if you command the wind, you can always have a breeze. But that's you how don't, he pushes why, the wind. Why? Yeah, right. Like when he's like, "I shall buffet these terrible spirits," and there's these I don't know Pegasus, there's a Star Drake towards him, and then he's just like, <laughs> and then he fans. <laughs> can I tell you where I bet there are loads of hand fans? Kung Fu Panda 3? Definitely. Definitely. Probably. I can't wait to Almost find said. out. Can't, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, can teleport a unit with him? Probably. No, he's not a wizard. Will be a wizard. Um, is he priest, an elementary? A yeah, priest? he's a mage. He'll be a wizard. You think he'll be a wizard, Nath? Yeah, Everyone's a, a wizard. Wooden mage. They're all bloody wizards, these elves, anyway. And they've all got stupid hats. I I like the no teleport thing. I think he'd be he'd be really cool. I, I think he'd be really cool as a piece that just fucks other like movement. Like no one can fly. Anything that flies moves too. Goodbye eels. <laughs> can't fly. Can't fly. Yeah. Um. Uh, everyone's laughing at me because he's called a wind mage. I don't think in any way that makes it definitely definite that he's a wizard. But we'll see. Uh, thoughts on that. Next up is the Venari Star Shard Ballistas. 
Uh, it's oh the wind mage <laughs> price by the way for everyone. Um, uh, if anyone's interested on the wind mage, is da, 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 uh, Denari Baneblade, Ballista, Wind Chargers. The Wind Chargers, by the way, are thirty nine fifty each for the five. So forty That's quid for bad. the five. I um, expected worse. Uh, okay, and the Wind Mage is twenty three pounds fifty. Uh, the uh, the um, the Ballista we're talking about now is thirty one pounds fifty. So the Starshard Ballistas is a towering war stomper Mega Gargan about to ruin your day. Maybe a pack of murderous Wrathmongers. Competitive middle all day is set to blend its way through your lines at movement five. <laughs> what you need is a Venari Starshard. This beautifully crafted ballista launches two long spears. Definitely going to have three shots in perfect unison to skewer the enemies of the Lumineth. What's more, the enchanted light bound into the tips burst forth upon impact to dazzle anyone who was lucky enough to avoid being instantly turned minus one to hit into a kebab minus one to hit from shooting um what do you think the shot profile is going to be before just you know what because i have to say it before we go anywhere else Mm. right the guy that's aiming that or shooting whatever he's doing the fuck's he doing like what's that expression (laughs) like his face annoys me why i don't know he's squinting squinting, and this this person that's loading like they're very close to the bolt they don't seem like a coordinated team they don't look like they're gonna hit anything i think they'll be fine i think i'd like to know how he can see like how does he how does he aim that because there's a shield there's a lot of stuff between his eyes and where he's pointing this death stick i'm going for magic to be honest just like ah, a wizard it. did it sorry i forgot a wizard did but it maybe maybe it's like uh you know that 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 film taken where they like bend the bullets maybe he fires it and then he like like wind mages it like in the how, right direction um, how many how much do you think it would cost to get the owen fans to build an army of these where that guy that's aiming it is looking through a periscope <laughs> why would we do that because he always watches on periscope <laughs> oh yeah he does not anymore <laughs> we don't do it on periscope anymore sadly um, uh... It, uh so uh the uh it's fine it requires no line of sight the lord well thinks uh the wind obviously tells him where to shoot I think that's, uh <laughs> um learn from the skinks uh can we address the fact that he's uh using it like a blowgun uh we can which means it's going to be deadly as uh, as all mm. hell uh, I personally think that like I, minus one hits fairly obvious. Maybe it's just going to be two shots, threes, threes, ren two d three damage. That feels like an okay profile, to be honest. D six, d six damage. Do you think it'll yeah. have the uh, like? Do you think it'll have that thing where it like hits and it explodes? Like I, I, th- I think like from your description, I think it will. I'm I'm gonna hope with this. I think it'll have old school. So I think shoots a mega gargan. It's two shots, but they do d6 damage because it's a monster if it hits a unit it does more shots because it splits one damage each okay i reckon the unit that's been hit is minus one to hit minus three to walk and (laughs) has to go backwards or something into the ground (laughs) immediately go backwards i i wonder if it's i wonder if it's going to be like uh like d3 damage that's always three against monsters two shots or something like that but um It'll like then after for every 
wound you did, you roll a dice, not a four up. It does a mortal wound, like as it's exploding. Um, but to uh, to compliment Sandwich, these these beautiful fellas, uh, one, I actually dig that it looks portable, which how often no, I know that that sounds dumb, but a lot of the times, you know, when you see like a Dwarden War Machine, it's movement three and they look heavy as hell. And I'm like, it's got yeah, wheels. Wait. They barely go. Yeah, but like they're Stop being racist against dwarves. No, I'm saying that I believe that dwarves set up oh, their cannon and then they're like buggy. Such a dwarf hater. Whereas such a this, dwarf hater now. This looks like a, a something that two elves could move without a small support team. Support team That's because fair. they they need to, right? I dig that. I love that. A um, tactical the, a tactical crossbow is what they've yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. The okay. the meat the meat in the middle is that I I love that they're so pathetic that they have to set up night lights around themselves because they're scared of being alone and in the dark <laughs> uh, because they're just like oh no I things see, are coming together. I actually really dig this model, man. I think the outfits are like pretty on point. The hats are like uh, are the regular hats, <laughs> but like like for like a fixed artillery piece, like it looks quite cool. I think like uh, I'd it, it also me... like to. Oh, sorry. Carry on. Carry on. No, no, no. Finish. I didn't finish. have a point. So oh. we're all good. I, I was going to say the last thing I want to say, though, which is I think a thing we missed because it's in the first sentence, is a towering war stomper mega gargant about to ruin your day. So it's saying, did you did your opponent spend 500 plus points on a war stomper mega gargant? Well, let me introduce you to this 100, probably like, let's say, 120 point artillery piece that will fix that problem for you. Oh, yeah, that uh, does sound. But then it does then go on to say Wrathmongers, which Wrathmongers are like a unit of five is 15 wounds with a five up save. So, like, there's somewhere between able to deal with five Wrathmongers at 15 wounds on a five up save and 36 wounds or whatever the fuck Mega Gargant is on, uh, on a four plus save. So, somewhere in that range. I would like it if it didn't do that much damage. Two attacks, three threes, ren two d three damage is fine in my book. Maybe like Pete suggests, sixes to wound, flat six damage or something. So there's like a fun little bit of procking. I think the minus one to hit that you could do at range um, uh, is pretty significant. We'll see. Uh, we'll... Just gonna just because it's been mentioned in the chat and we've missed it. Yeah. Uh, Shugo one two six said apparently when they first talked about this model, they said the little lanterns around themselves act like a barrier or force field. Ooh. So maybe they like minus one to be hit, maybe minus nine to shoot, minus nine to be shot at. Yeah, that's interesting. Put it on a shield and give it to all of your wardens then, <laughs> or just hold them. I hate just hold them and stab. What the shield? No, it's only the biggest pains in sci-fi. It's using the geomantic energy, Dan. That's what it's doing. It's bringing up the energy from the earth. Oh, piss off. I'm really into the story. I hate it when they do <laughs> stuff like that, when it's like in sci-fi or fantasy, they're like, uh, yes, we like it, they just arbitrarily don't give things to people that could use it more. When they're like, oh, these guys at the back, give them the magical force field. What about us, sir? We have to go forward. We got a bit of metal for you to strap to your arm. We're calling it a shield. And you're like, but I would really like the magical force field that you gave to the other guys who don't get stabbed. And it's like, nah, mate, we got you that bit of metal we're calling a shield. Have you watched Starship Troopers? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Move would on. you like to know more? Die. <laughs> I think one of the things about the the whole Lumineth release and Zinch and Seraphon are other notable examples is that they struggle often to write magic rules or rules when they're magic. Like... I feel like when they're like they're most grounded, oftentimes when they're writing rules that are like this is a physical thing, and then as soon as they move away from that, they're like, 
how do we explain magic? And that's where we get some real interest. I'm going to call them interesting rules uh, to save us all time. But um, and I think I think that's what we're seeing here. Like someone in the chat said uh, that they agree with you, Dan, that they just keep getting extra stuff on each unit. It's because I think they're trying to identify some sort of magical essence about them, right? Nathan, you got any thoughts on the bolt thrower? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's probably going to be bent like the other bolt thrower that they used to have in the old days, the repeater one. Oh, that God, was that pretty was so good. good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, this is going to be, it's just the same thing again. Uh, so yeah, it, it'll be similar sort of rules to that. Probably cheaper points. <laughs> He's the bolt thrower or wizard. Great question. We don't know. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone's right, a so, wizard. Stop asking. So the Venari Blade Lords, uh, they may hail from the Tyronic nations, but Venari Blade Lords are learned scholars versed in the Teclean arts, as well as the way of the sword. On the battlefield, their mastery of both the physical and mental aspects of martial arts make them ideal guardians of the Sonari mages and mystics who instruct them. These deadly sword masters may be few, but they can cut their way through many times their own number. Venari Blade Lords adapt their fighting style to deliver flawless, executing blows or a whirlwind of rapid strikes in the blink of an eye. Whether you use them as close protection for your mages or to guard the flanks of your Aurelian phalanxes, this set of five Venari Blade Lords will serve you well. So first off, I think two wounds apiece is a, is a fairly obvious sort of takeaway. Um, mm -hmm. I imagine they'll also have a rule where they can choose the different style of dance that they're mm -hmm. in. Um, and yeah. a different, yeah, yeah. I think that that's good. Yeah, Nathan, you got any almost, thoughts on what they might be? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like plus three attacks or <laughs> plus plus three damage or something like that. Yeah, choose what you want. You can have two attacks that do three damage, but hit on twos, or you can have seven attacks that do one damage and they hit on threes. And there you go. Wow. Uh, or and they all got flags and stupid hats, and uh, so they're all going to count as standard bearers uh, and do whatever standard bearers do. And uh, they'll also give plus one to save to models behind them that are getting shot at because they can just like protectors. Oh, them. they're gonna they like so. If you draw line of sight across them, they're gonna be minus one yeah. to hit for mages. I feel they're definitely gonna be. They're gonna well, have like no, a bodyguard uh, aspect. One save or mm. something like that. Yeah, because the minus one to hit will be there anyway from lookout. So, so then they'll have plus one save as well. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think they're definitely gonna like have some sort of mechanic where they could pass wounds off to these guys, and they'll yeah. like tank them like temple guard. I could see that. Um, I think maybe we'll see them like Phoenix Guard. I don't think they'll get a four-up DPR, but I can definitely see like I don't know. Are we are we vibing on damage two on the swords? Are we thinking like three three and one damage two? I think it depends on the uh, which which dance of war they choose to do. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, I so reckon there'll be the the lots of attacks one is damage one, but then the the better one has fewer attacks, higher damage, higher end. Yeah, or maybe mortal wounds. Yeah, true. Like, yeah, I do the special dance, and if I do a a four up to hit, you take seven mortal wounds. Mm. <laughs> how, much about it. how much yeah. are box? How much are box, Rob? How much are these a box? Are you excited by these, James? Is these something you want to pick up? 
no, I know, I know, I know, I I know what I'm buying first before I buy the book. But carry That's on. It's kangaroo, isn't it? I'm intrigued. Okay. No, actually, no. Uh, the Blade no, like Lords. Flag, the Blade Lords flag. are thirty-six pounds for five. Thirty-six fifty. Right, so they're the same price as all the other bloody. Oh no, they're all tens. That is an expensive box of models. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty pricey. Um, I think these guys. I think it'll be interesting what we see because uh, one of the things that's already happening inside the Luminous Realm Lords book is bodies are already an issue. Like if you take Teclis, mm. he takes up such a huge point, and even having like wardens and sentinels. Like we ha- when we see the uh, Yometrican style lists, we normally see some big cow monsters, and then we only end up with like two. Uh, sorry, like I mean, maximum like thirty stone guard. So I think mm. you can take a bunch of these. Absolutely, I think they're going to be two wounds apiece. They'll have an amazing save, four up, maybe three up even. Um, uh, but and I think the fact that they might even have an after damage save. But I think uh, bodies will always be an issue. So it depends. I would say that there's amazing output from wardens, but you need the spell off, and you need all of them to kind of converge and hit. Like I would, these guys are going to be on thirty-two mil bases, I think. <coughs> so. I would expect like these five from their footprint will be able to deliver a phenomenal amount of damage, which actually is something that that book probably needs quite a bit. That's why one of the reasons eels do so well. They can concentrate a lot of output in a very small footprint, which mm. is like genuinely value, really valuable. So I think these guys are going to be really good and very valuable in the army, but we'll see <coughs> whether or not that's true. Um, okay, has anyone got any other thoughts on the sword, sword masters? I'm I'm excited for them personally because I think the Stone Guard were cool, but they were more on the durable side of things. Whereas these are, I'm guessing they're going to be wizards by what they're saying about them. Um, and the one thing that I I felt like the army was missing was a combat unit that could push models off the objective in combat. Whereas usually you see armies relying on magic and shooting when they need to do that. And this feels like uh, the first kind of unit that I would expect that of. Mm. Okay, all right, that's fair. Uh, and also, uh, Pescu makes a really good point in the chat. Only thing I can guarantee is the leader has uh, two swords will end up worse than the basic weapon. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> a pretty common theme at the minute, I, I agree. Uh, and also, have they got a command squad? Definitely got a general or, or a, a captain. That's actually something that's fairly interesting, but I don't think they're they all like... carrying flags, so they're mm. all banner bearers. Wow. But where's the trumpet? No one's mouth is exposed. All got flags. It's fine. Yeah, they don't need a trumpet. Um, or maybe they, uh, very much like Green Ranger, uh, they just hold their sword up to somehow the outside oh. of a helmet and they're like, doo, 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 like uh, or whatever the Green Ranger tune was. Um, Wasn't it red? No, Green no, Ranger had the green, dagger that he, Jesus, he somehow he somehow played the tune I knew that from. was going to trigger people, but I didn't expect it to be Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon sword all the way. <laughs> uh, all right so the scenario law seekers um the law seekers of the scenario are warriors and mages both that answers our question straight away the skill in both the fields far exceeding even that of the venari blade lords um theirs is the solemn duty of discovering and cataloging the law of the mortal realms uh law l-o-r-e not l-a-w uh, with which to enlighten their people, requiring them to travel far and wide, and often alone. I quite like the story for these, by the way. I think it's quite cool. Unlike the more vulnerable mages of the Lumineth, wow, rude, a lawmaster needs no protection. They're more than capable of defending themselves and even fight more effectively as independent operatives. 
A skilled fighters and spellcasters and law masters are valuable assets to everybody moving their throne wards. So do we think they're going to get some sort of like, um, like we see in Sinesh, like when they're alone, like if there's no other units within 12 inches, like they get like plus one attack or re-rolls to hit or something. Like, no, I think... they're just going to be good. They're, they're oh, not you... actually... I, I don't think there's actually going to be uh, any benefit to keeping them separate or together. I think they're just going to be good. Okay. All right. That's, I uh... think, I think it's, uh, and I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Um, I think that given how much they talk about other like like spellcasters and whatnot being a badass when it comes to combat, uh, I think it's kind of a dick move to then move on to this guy and be like, yeah, unlike all of the other ones who suck at combat, he's good at it. It's like, what do you mean he's good at it unlike the others? Every wizard can kill ass in combat. Okay. Yeah, no, vibing on that. Okay. Nathan, what are your thoughts? Um... Again, a stunning hat. Uh, he <laughs> is just going to be... Well, I mean, they started off calling him a law seeker, but by the end of the text, he was a law master. So he's going to be like the law master of old. Yeah. Probably pick up... He's got a spell, give that... Um, you cast it on a model, and that model can re-roll hits and wounds. Uh, wow. You think he's going to have Hand of Glory? <laughs> well, yeah, he's a law master. They've... They started off calling him a law seeker, but by this, by the time you get to the second paragraph, he's a law master. And yeah, Freudian slip. That's what he is. He's a law master. <laughs> he's a Freudian <laughs> slip. Look at me. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I think that makes loads of sense. James, you got any thoughts on this? Uh, I, I just, do you know, like I went through and I just think he's, he looks ace. Like he looks like an old law master. I imagine he'll play similar. Um, I think his pose is cool. Um, I almost like the idea that he just wants to burger off by himself. Like he's an old school hoity-toity high elf that's like, I don't need anyone else. Like old school rules. So I'm down. I hope he. I hope he is worse. Uh, worse with people. Better on his own. Showing sure off. Okay. Um, oh, people want to know about the prices for the rebox stuff. Uh, the uh, the Nurgle box is fifty five pounds. The uh, double um, Lumineth box, uh, sorry, not Lumineth, uh, like Luminarch slash Hurricane box is fifty quid. Uh, the uh, uh, the uh, the Horex Dreadlance, so that's the uh, Osiarch's one, is seventy pounds, and then uh, the, the the Ghouls and everything else is fifty quid. Uh, so just FYI for everyone. I don't know if that helps. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Colleru, about your spraying problems. Uh, this guy, the Lawmaster, uh, he, a law seeker, sorry, uh, my Freudian slip, is only 18 quid. So he's on the cheaper end um, uh, of these guys. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's a great model. Uh, and I think uh, will be, I mean, it's quite hard really to create a blender lord from a foot character like i know we've got like grimrath berserkers so mm. I'm, I'm not talking like gotrek or light of altharian or even sigvald level because i feel mm. like they're fairly unique like mm. i feel it's quite hard to create like a buff piece who you kind of want in an army who is then good in a scrap but i don't know why like i don't mind them having like five wounds on a four up save but i wouldn't mind them having four no five maybe six attacks in close combat you know like hit like threes and threes rend one flat two damage or d3 damage or something I, I feel like some of these like fighty support characters could like like you know dan you were upset about how they were describing the fact that mm. they couldn't fight 
Like it would be, it would be pretty nice. Like I've been slapped about a bit mm. by Nathan's Warden King a few times. Yeah, and I'm like, what's genuinely mm. like a, a pretty decent like fella who's on a small base in combat, mm. but he is like the general and he has got like command traits mm. and artifacts. I think you could probably have like a little bit more output. Like Space Marine characters are a good example of something that like supports their army but also slap. And I would like mm. to see that a bit more in this game personally. But. Yeah, I I also kind of dig the idea of them having lone wolves because so much of the rest of the army is about these guys work with these guys, they buff each other, they pat each other on the back and tell them they're special, so they keep doing it. I love the idea of it. I think it's really cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, now, I love the story for these guys next. So Alania and Elathor, the Eclipsian war sages, um, are prodigal twins of the Lumineth who exemplify the Teclian and Tyronic martial philosophies. Never parted, they're fated to wander the mortal realms in search of enlightenment. Their twins, the twins, sorry, are devastating presence on the battlefield, able to lay low enemies beyond count with blade and magical barrage. That's a bold statement. Elania mm. and Elathor can join any army from the forces of order and make a great addition to a number of factions. Uh, now, we actually do know some of the rules from these guys today, uh, so I will read those out now. Um, in the, they, uh, um, They've got a sword, a special sword, um, uh, called Altari, uh, which is uh, four attacks, twos to hit, threes to wound, ren two, damage C below. Uh-oh. The damage characteristic of Altari, their sword, is equal to the current battle round. Oh, huh? that's cool. That's super cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's just wait cool, till yeah. they're in a, lo- uh, a deepkin army on turn three <laughs> <laughs> fighting it, first twice in addition once per in addition um so that does worry me the in addition so the spear attack that's only one attack made me think bin guy but the in addition is the sin guy he loves an in addition like he's like that's how he finishes he's like are you done with your dinner uh dear and he's like in addition i wouldn't mind some cake like all the time <laughs> <laughs> he loves that. In addition, once per battle in your shooting phase, you can declare that Elathor will unleash a blazing sunbolt. If you do so, pick one point on the battlefield within 12 inches of this model that is visible to it and draw an imaginary straight line one millimeter wide between that point and closest point on this model's base. Roll a dice for each unit that has any models passed across by this line on a 2+. plus. They suffer a number of mortal wounds equal to the current battle round. So again, one. Mm. So like turn three, three mortal wounds down the line. Turn four, four mortal wounds down the line, which is quite nice, right? It's quite mm. nice. That's once per battle. Mm. Uh, and they've also got another little ability called the Realm Wanderers, which I love. Can I read the the narrative for this? Because I think this yeah, is super yeah. cool. Their adventures uh, through the realms often lead them forming connections with other forces of order. In an unexpected turn for the usually haughty elves, Alania and Elathor are quite happy to work under an allied general. In fact, they'll even offer their sage advice on the battlefield. This model can be included as an ally in armies that have an order general, so it can be in any order army, which is cool. In addition, if this model is within three inches of your general at the start of your hero phase, roll a dice on a four plus, you receive an extra command point. Now that isn't bad when we think about the voice of the mountain guy who we talked about earlier or at the top of the show. So like so you could have these guys and that guy and it's two up some mortal wound, four up uh sorry, it's two up a command point, four up another command point. So you could be generating a lot of command points out of this army, which probably is gonna be very useful, um, in loads of different ways. So like but I like that you could put that into any army. So if your army is like CP starved, 
and is trying to generate more command points. I just think that that's a... I quite like the story behind it. The rule is a bit meh. Like, you wouldn't include something for maybe a command point on a 4-up. But you would... It's still quite strong, though. Uh, Well, we haven't seen all the rules, probably. Well, I mean, like, like, the sword, like... I guess it depends how long they live in their wounds and whatever. But, like, that's literally the rules for one sword, isn't it? Yeah, we haven't seen Which the is whole... him. So we haven't yeah. seen, is she a mage? Does she have a badass spell? Does she also get an attack each round? Does the owl go batshit crazy? Absolutely the owl does. <laughs> Absolutely the owl does. Do you know the what owl, my favourite... I've got my favourite rule. What, I want on. the owl, right? So I want the owl to have a really specific rule set. So bear with me, right? So what happens is, there's the owl. I pick a model on the board on my in my opponent's army, and they pick a unit in their army, and then I roll a dice on a one, two, three. It hits their chosen model on a four, five, six. It hits my chosen model like a blood six mortal wounds. Forty six mortal <laughs> wounds. <laughs> because I just like the idea that Dan ranted about that blood vulture for like 10 minutes the other week and i just like the idea of every ogre player reading the rule and be like oh it's a blood vulture oh it's just a blood vulture and then they get to it and they're like it does what (laughs) (laughs) how many more wounds Um, Uh, can i can i put out something that nath i think you're either gonna love or hate yeah it seems like the bloke at the bottom of the human pyramid doesn't have a helmet on. <laughs> I was just looking at what is that thing? What is it? His hair. He's his hair thing is very elder. Yeah. But what is she standing on? Is it like a back piece then? Yeah, his backpack. So yeah, I think he's he's got a backpack. <laughs> I mean, she's got enough hat for both of them. She's wearing a small Ferris wheel. There are a bunch of tiny Skaven children riding that thing right now and being like, I can see my house from up here. Uh, but he doesn't have to wear any hat because of that, which I think is nice. It's nice that we've got one. No, she's his hat. Uh, <laughs> the o- the ultimate hat, another person. <laughs> his twin sister. Yeah. You came second. You be my be hat. The, you're the or, hat. Yeah, he's like, I call bottom bunk. And she's like, what do you mean? And then he just grabbed her and shoved her on his head and was like, bottom bunk. <laughs> um, uh, someone, a team by cash says, croak plus these for generating all the CP. Um, I could see them going into an order army as well. Um, sorry, into a Stormcast army, maybe. But obviously, we'll get a new Stormcast book in the in AOS 3. Um, so, But I think interesting. Something to watch out for. The fact you can generate CP into any order army. Um, uh, like so, yeah, that's fun. Uh, so then, f- I think finally uh, is the shrine hype. Hype. of Luminor. So hype! <laughs> Perched atop a realmstone-rich metalith that floats gracefully above the ground, a shrine Luminor is both safe haven from the corrupting influence of chaos and a nexus of power from which the mages of the Lumineth can wield their Hishin magic. By garrisoning a Lumineth hero from your army atop the Shrine Luminor, they can provide several augmentive abilities to the rows around them. Not only that, but they'll look awesome on the tabletop while doing it. Now, I think we heard from the preview um, that they move. That they... Th- this... Well, this... Um, Don't uh, care. Hype. Really? Moves. Oh, yeah. man. I think. Don't care. Hype. Uh, so, James, you're excited about this. Tell me why. I honestly, like... And I don't think I'll ever paint the water that well. Um, 
but I have to say that I think this is one of the coolest looking pieces of terrain games workshop has made in like ever. Really? Big fan. Yeah. I, I honestly I just think it's super cool. I think it's super pretty. Um but I also just think it's super cool. Uh, so I uh, immediately springs to mind. So obviously it's going to be a garrison. Um, so that's uh, that's the first thing looking at it. And immediately there's like some things that stand out to me which need some clarification. Because a garrison's work where you like your models are just inside it. So the base of a garrison becomes the base, um, like it becomes the base of your model slash unit that's mm. inside the garrison, which isn't a problem. This is a bit of a problematic piece of terrain because it has several contact points with the ground like so it's not on a base if that makes sense so if mm. i was to try and put my more crusher into it i'm not certain i'd be able to touch the rock underneath i'd definitely obviously be able to touch the pools mm. but like the the rock underneath it might be a bit of an issue i mean it's not a huge problem but where the garrison starts i.e the base and where the garrison doesn't start is a bit of a problem is what i'm trying mm. to point out um, and that's only, that's that's the only thing because I think ultimately it's very cool. I really mm. like it. I like that it's a garrison because it solves loads of problems. Mm. It's just like there's some dudes inside or there's not. Uh, Dan, you got any thoughts? Mm. I I'm kind of the same with James. I dig on it. I really like it as a terrain piece. I my only problem is I'm trying to think of how I'm going to undead it up. I'm thinking like a blood fount like falls or something like that. Uh, but I, in, in hearing what you're saying and your concern, I actually get that, but I, I have the flip side. I'm good. I'm excited by it for one noticeable reason, which is that how often do like army terrain pieces kind of get in the way and stop a lot from happening on the, the gameplay. I like that the main size of this is up in the air and then you have the contact, like a smaller element of contact points on the ground. Yes, it's going to be in the way and you'll have to play around it. But for me moving, if I was playing against it and I'm moving 25 mil, 32, 40 mil models around through there, I've got a lot more ground space to play with rather than like a freaking bone tithe nexus or the ziggurat or something, which yeah, like, just so, occupies like, is, such a huge chunk of board. So, you know, so if you're looking at it now, so let's say you had like a 25 mil model, right? Or like, you mm. know, or something. Is there space for me? I, I can't see from this picture, obviously. Is there space for me to walk behind the waterfall, but in front of kind of the rock yeah. point? Yeah. Like, like, and you is can that take possible? a selfie while they're down there. <laughs> well, that's all that matters. As they're long like, as I can get oh some images gosh. for the ground. <laughs> that's what I want. That's what uh, I want. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, I really dig it. I think it's really cool. I like, I like the idea that it probably slowly and ponderously moves around as well. Um, but I, I think I had the kind of the same thing for that that I did that I actually meant to say for Elaniel and Elathor as well, which is that it seems like if there's a character on that, the same as them, it becomes a question of when you deal with them. Because that terrain piece is probably deep in your opponent's backfield at the start of the game. And it's not really going to be a problem for you until late game turns four or five, much like Elania and Elathor, right? Mm -hmm. So the question becomes, do I deal with them early when they're not really a threat? Or do I let this become a threat at the end of the game when it's doing a ton more damage or when it's right up in the middle of the board space? And that, that for me, is kind of interesting. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, and I said it earlier, I don't even care what the rules are on this. Like, I want I want a table of these. <laughs> like, oh, really? You want to create a table think, of this stuff? I just think they're super pretty. And, like, I actually, generally speaking, I think I've talked about it on the show before, I think most of the terrain 
in armies and most of the terrain rules are generally absolute toilet and uh, it's one of the things that I'd like to not see exist much longer or that cost to force people to make a choice using them um the only well, one I think James, that I you're still... Are you talking about specifically about the Loon Shrine? Is this you just dogging on the Loon Shrine right now? No, no. Just all of them. Like, wow. I just don't think any but, of them... But, are but all excited. of them, including the Loon Shrine, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Including the Loon Shrine. The... Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, like, the fact that some armies have them, some don't, is annoying. Um, but I think, like... And some of them are just hideous. Um... The only one I think I've ever thought was actually really interesting as a piece of terrain was the Beast of Chaos one, just because I thought the mechanics were cool. Um, but I just think, like, this on a table is cool. Like, if I wasn't playing Lumineth, I'd buy one of these and maybe put, like, a little Cobra Kai fight at the top. <laughs> I think the fact that it's garrisonable solves the problem that I had with it when I yeah. actually saw it. Like, yeah. Nath, what are you thinking? Definitely. When I first saw it, I thought... Yeah, fair enough. It looks nice, but it's just going to be a pain in the ass on the table. People are going to land shit right on the top and then dive down into armies and stuff like that. But if it becomes a thing that you have to garrison, then that mm. solves that problem. Hopefully. Uh, just for everyone won't... at home, because garrisonable terrain is terrain that you, is something you cannot land on top of like at all. It basically is impassable terrain unless you start within six inches of it and then you can get inside. Um, or maybe you could deploy inside of it, like. But th that's the only way you can interact with garrisonable terrain, which is nice um, because, like, it, it create it allows you to have some functioningly pretty terrain. Mm. Sorry, some it allows you to have some pretty terrain, uh, which doesn't seem to make much sense functionally, but it gives it some nice function. So I, I, I agree with you. Any other thoughts, Nate? Yeah, not keen if it can move around though. Uh, I think that'll be that'll cause a few problems. But otherwise, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, it yeah. did also say I mean, it... garrison combined with other stuff. If you, because only if you can get like it seems like you can only garrison heroes in there. Obviously, they're going to get minus one to be hit and plus one save. Uh, can I? Then, but then you can. Uh, they they look like they've got plenty of other minuses to hit in their army with so the many. flag, so many, and all that. So and then you can have obviously lookout sir as well. So, uh, uh, so whatever goes inside there is going to be pretty hard to deal with. And then if you can move it around, that will be a yeah, that will just create some negative play experiences, I think. If, so, if it if it moves, them twins are going in turn one. They wait until <laughs> turn four or five, <laughs> and then hell's coming out. <laughs> From uh, a right. moving piece of terrain. <laughs> yeah, it does. Say, it does say that it's both save haven from the corrupt influence and nexus of power from which the mage of Lumineth can wield their history magic to even greater potency. So, like, uh, I think some people are saying like plus one to cast, but um, uh, they can provide several augmentive abilities to those around them. Uh, not only that, so I, I like, I, like, it feels like they're going to have some sort of like ability to like pray and do some sort of like abilities around which i think it's i, I think that's going to be i mean it's going to be on the table in every single game like um the bone tide nexus genuinely is like a, a yeah. really valuable piece to the ocr bone reapers like it's effective in game like it helps them win games uh as do ironneth boats but that's for a whole different reason uh, so uh, i think that this could actually be one of the most um uh, impactful pieces of terrain that we see actually uh, so uh, looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, it's going to be bent. Yeah, 
Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so, uh, having Stupid. looked through the models and some of the uh, fluff, like uh, uh, the, like the context, do you guys have you guys what are your like overalls? Do you think uh, I need a prediction so that when we can come back to this, because we'll know everything by this time next week. So, what is your general vibe? Do you think that we are going to get like a Sinesh level book or a Daughters of Cain level book? Uh, what do you think we're going to end up with out of this uh, Twitch chat? I'd like same question, uh, same question to you guys. See what you say. Um, uh, James, start with you. Which one are you going for? Uh, I think it's going to be generally Slanesh level book with like one or two ridiculous builds in there that are just going to get taken all the time. So let's say something like so that's not the a bl- book. You what? Sorry. So that's not a Slanesh level book, <laughs> which is an unplayable okay. book. That's what that's at. So like, that's that level. So after you. <laughs> I'm going to go other way then. I think it will be a strong book with like, but like two builds in all those models and two builds. Okay. All right. Interesting. Very interesting take. Dan, what about you? Uh, I think internal parody is going to get better because obviously you've already got the stuff that's there and that's going to be good. Uh, so I think competitively, this book is only going to make them stronger. Um, I I think the the stonks are by by LRL at the moment um, because they're going to going to go better. You'll have more options, but I do agree with James. I I don't think that there's going to be like two builds, but I think it'll be like you know when people had eels and they were like, hey, I'm not I'm not. It's not just an eel list, and you'd be like, oh really? What is it? Instead of like like. 21 eels they were like i'm only taking 18 eels and i'm taking a unit extra unit of 10 whatevers and everyone was like cool it's an eel list i think that we might see that i think we'll see see various variations on the theme of the same kind of thing come out of it but i think internal parity better external parity they're going to be just as good if not better okay all right nathan what about you what are you vibing yeah i just think they're going to be really strong uh, probably like the daughters of Cain stuff, but their strengths will be somewhere else. So they're probably going to be really hard to shift, and they're going to be pretty dominant in the magic phase, uh, and probably have strong shooting and combat phases, but uh, maybe just not overwhelming like a daughters of Cain combat phase, but more. Uh, surgical maybe so they can uh yeah they'll have the output but it'll be across all the phases basically i think they'll be a very very good army okay so the the like the output if you take a strong daughters of cain output uh army yeah there's a lot of output but it all comes in the combat phase or you can split it between the combat phase and the shooting phase but this book, you'll probably just be able to have the same level of output, but it'll be split across all three phases, much like a Seraphon army. Yeah, the, okay. The magic phase, there's a lot of output. Shooting phase, loads of output. Then get down to fighting, and they kick your head in. So, you know, just, you, yeah, they they king in all the phases, and I think these will be strong in all the phases. I think they're a strong book. I think one of the uh, I think one of the interesting bits about the Lumineth book after its initial release is that obviously we spoke about the Sentinels, we spoke about the Technado, and we spoke about like a, a lot of those other things. But it was really that spell law 
that became so relevant. Like Teclis's ability to make it so you spend two command points definitely have uh, aura of Teclis. I'm not even talking about Technado. The spell law has got some very, very strong abilities. Uh, the Cathalar is obviously, uh, sorry about my mic for there. Uh, the Cathalar is obviously really, really important for everything the Cathalar is able to do. Um, uh, and I think that we're going to see more abilities like that. The bravery debuffs, the goading arrogance. There's a lot in there. There's a lot of control already that exists inside a Lumineth Realm Lords book. Like they're a very controlling army. And I think now the uh, bolt throws that are minus to hit, um, the ability to have some fast skirmishing units. Um, uh, depending on price points and kind of really what those uh, those archer roos look like, I think. And then also, the, the the sentinels are really good, but you've got to be very careful and protect them. I think that big archer boy, just being able to just be mm. like, bosh, I'm going to sort you out, I think is interesting as well. So I think the fact that they've got a diversity um, thing is great because they already had rock-solid options. Uh, mm. Warden's rock-solid output, like really good output, like terrifying output on Warden's. Mm. Um, like... Like and people are like I don't need thirty wardens. Twenty will kill like most things. <laughs> like they, I don't need thirty. So uh, I think uh, I think I think it's going to be a really interesting book. I'm actually very excited about the book. I think the Lumineth book was very complex because it had a lot of stuff, and it clearly it was complex because I think stuff was missing. This will give us the whole picture, mm. and I'm very interested to see how it looks like. So I think it's going to be fun. I think the models kick ass as well. I really do. I think they're weird, obviously, but I think they kick ass. Um, and then I'm excited for uh, Broken Realms tech list because there's other stuff. What's uh, what's Flesh Eater Court's going to get? That's super fun. Like so, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be an exciting weekend this weekend when we learn everything. And next Monday we'll have a rip roaring show where we'll get to look at it. Mm. Uh, if you guys are cool with that, okay. Uh, yeah. Works so for any, me. Sh- any shout outs before we go, gents? Uh, everyone. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I've, no, I've, I'm going to shout out everyone who bought, who burned an elf army pre AOS. Shout out to you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I, I'm going to shout out all the original collector's edition Lumineth books uh, for their last week in existence. Oh, bless. <laughs> uh, okay. Um... All right. Um, I'm going to shout out Twitch chat because you always make me smile. Thank you for being here. Uh, I love the emotes being used more and more. We're getting more as time goes on. Thank you for subscribing. I want to thank everyone on Patreon. You guys are much loved and appreciated. Uh, Podcast bros, I hope you've enjoyed today. So I'm shouting all you out as well. You're all great. Uh, I'll be live all week still. The stream streak continues. Lockdown won't end. Uh, I can now (laughs) announce I'm pretty certain that Saturday, we will be live all day Saturday. Uh, we'll be doing tournament coverage of a 60-person one-day TTS event, which is going to be cool. So keep your eye out on that. And also keep your eye out for the announcement um, uh, of the exact uh, rules for the Honest Wargamer hosts intercontinental inter-host battle. Um, uh, I think the current thoughts are that we're picking a recent tournament and we're all picking the worst list that did the worst and then randomly drawing them as our lists. That's the Amazing. Current, that's the current... <laughs> amazing <laughs> that's the current thoughts uh so we'll see so that's gonna be well, maybe they should be community like we should uh, what if uh, like i'm just gonna pose an idea maybe the chat would like it is that people can submit lists like oh, the God. chat gets to randomly submit lists and then everyone randomly draws a list from like the hundred or so okay. submitted lists so you might get gold or you might get uh, a hidden pube in a kinder surprise 
I'll, I'll arrange. Oh my God, what a story! I will. Uh, I'll arrange that then this week, uh, which will be a nightmare to organise. So great. Um, okay, good. All right. So no shout outs, Nathan. No shout out. I'll shout out the that dude that keeps coming up on all the chat things. There's a guy with holding his head. That guy, Archie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, James, I did my shout out. It was too. Yeah, you've done it. Okay. Uh, All right. And okay. And then uh, okay. All right. Fine. Right. Okay. So we're going now. Uh, I've done a terrible job there. Sorry. I am tired now. Uh, We're going to go raid someone. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to go raid someone. Our favorite thing. Uh, I'm going to give Nathan. Can I? I'll let you choose today. Uh, So we've got a couple of options. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a guy called Bricky who's a massive YouTuber. Three hundred people watching him look at Wahapedia. Not even sure that's legal, but sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> editing his Sisters of Battle tier list. Yeah. So he's doing that live. Three hundred people watching him, so we get to raid and join a big community. Or, or there seems to be four guys um, in Spanish doing some sort of old world campaign uh, oh on a map. Not sure about that. There is, a, there is a guy uh, with only 16 viewers painting up, uh, unfortunately, a Fire Slayer Battlesmith. And lastly, oh, no, not him. And lastly, there is a... I think, Nathan, I think we have already know what Nathan's choosing, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> or there seems to be a lady who's both English and Spanish who might be doing some painting. Your choice, Nate. <laughs> might be. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of curious about the last one now, but uh, I'm going to vote for the Battlesmith. Let's go see the Battlesmith. Okay, here we go. The same as all the others. Oh my God, they all look the same. Mustache. All right, so if you guys join, if you guys join the raid, it says it up there. We'll go raid those guys now. Uh, or that guy now, um, uh, it should be clicking in. Thank you for tuning into the Honest Wargamer. We'll be live for the rest of the week. Uh, make sure when you get into that chat, you say, uh, throw loads of emojis in there. Thanks to these three. They're wonderful people. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a nice day.